Hey everybody, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Knights of the Video Game Table. Check out kvgtpodcast.com for episodes and all the fun stuff that they normally do. And with that, on with the show! It's time to turn out the lights, grab some popcorn, and watch some horrible horror movies. This is the Terrible Terror Podcast. Each episode, I delve into the world of terrible horror movies. Why do I do it? Well, I can't really explain it, but I love these horrible movies. If you've made a horror movie on your phone, or made your own special effects MacGyver style, please send it my way. Now what happens when you take two beloved franchises, have them face off in an epic battle, and rate it PG fucking 13? Why you get the film, Alien vs. Predator. Why, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Terrible Terror Podcast. And boy, do we have a treat for you this week. Uh, well, it's Versus Month, where we're doing two films of two icons facing off against each other. And what better way to do this month than by, well, having my very first guest that is actually a part of the review. Say hello, guest. Yo, what it do? All right, if you don't recognize who he is, but you probably don't because you—he's never been on this podcast before. But this is uh, Patrick, who is the co-host of the Knights of the Video Game Table podcast, as well as my co-host for the other podcast that we do together called it Be Like That. It Be Like That podcast, baby. That's right. So I thought, what a better way to do this and to test uh, the. <laughs> The, the test of time of uh, having a host, a co-host, for my podcast for this month. So, with this episode and with the next episode that we'll be doing, uh, there will be a guest along with it. And Patrick, you have gotten the uh, lucky chance to be guinea pig number one on this journey. You know, I mean, ladies, I'm I'm also available for you to be guinea pigging for other things no come on this isn't the other fucking podcast oh yeah okay yeah so anyway <laughs> we're here to talk about <laughs> terrible horror movies not to talk about I'm, random I'm be ladies getting pig in a horror movie getting pegged in a horror no, movie i said guinea pig <laughs> guinea pig in a horror movie <laughs> i do have allergies that's scary uh, enough as it is <laughs> that is so we are going to be talking about alien versus predator oh my god this is the long-weighted fucking combination of the two franchises that was te- uh, teased all the way back in Predator 2. Yep. Um, and I don't think really in any other franchise since, or other film from the franchise since. Because this was kind of the return of Predator to the big screen as well. Yeah. There wasn't a film in between it, uh, unlike having Alien 3 and Alien Craft Erection um, that we had with Mama Alien. <laughs> um, but it had... Um... <sighs> I'm gonna go blank on her name. Uh, Sigourney Weaver? No, no. Um, Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder in it. And, and, 
and uh, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman, yeah, yeah. It had a lot of people in it. It was written by Josh Whedon, yeah. you know, and it wasn't a very good film. I like it. I liked it. I ain't gonna lie. So, anyway, so figured out that uh, this would be fun and you know to do it with somebody else, and then we'll have another guest next week or next episode, I should say. Uh, so, without further ado, how about we get into Alien versus Predator? Let's do it. All right, so the movie starts off in 1904 for some fucking reason. And there's a guy that's like running away, and you find out he's being chased by the Predator. But the Predator isn't chasing him. No. We get him switching over his like little, what what is that, his viewfinder? Yeah, I guess you, he's like just clicking vision. through the things and yeah. going through, and he's like, he's all, ooh, hmm, heat seeking, cold seeking, <laughs> alien seeking. Beach? Hmm. Muppets? Oh, yeah. Random beach? What the, what the hell? <laughs> Scooby Doo! <laughs> God damn it, I knew it was Mr. Johnson all along. <laughs> so, uh, and then the alien jumps at the screen, and we then flash forward uh, to that. Well, first we get that horrible, like, intro theme song. I, I don't know. It's it's really short, like, not even title credits. It's just AVP, Alien vs. Predator. We, we had to throw some music in here. Yeah. I, <laughs> okay. <start laughs> yeah, it's like the, the fucking Twilight Zone music here going on. <laughs> you are about to watch a film that takes place in an alternate reality that doesn't fit in the timeline of either Alien or, or Predator, Predator. <laughs> and happens to take place all in 2004? I mean, you know. Come on. We first meet Ripley way in the future. Yeah. And and even with Predator... Well, I guess Predator, though, is kind of in what? the It's the Vietnam era, right? Yeah. So, okay, I can get Predator. Being in there, but alien coming in here. Eh. Well, I mean, it makes sense in terms of the film. But they never said that, like when they showed it with Ripley, that that was the first time. Like that's when the species just arrived. You know what I mean? So in a way, it could be. I mean, I'm jumping ahead here. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but well, yeah. But like, there, there's something the we can say been by around. And that, yeah, you know, this is just... Well, like I said, there, there's something to be said about how the movie ends and that nobody would ever, ever hear about either of the two species ever again. Yeah, well, like like you said, it's kind of like its own... They pretty much made it their it's, own it's thing. It's a standalone and, thing. Yeah, because I mean, especially if you go by... Um, what's it called that just came out? Um, Covenant? Alien Covenant? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Definitely has nothing to, nothing to do with it. I mean, okay, so, you know, if you haven't seen that movie, there's other spoilers within there, and we won't go with that right now. But, yeah, somebody creates the alien, and then now this movie has a different way of how the aliens, well, I guess, are here on Earth, which we'll get into yeah. as we get into the film. So, from the crappy title sequence, we go right into uh, this, like, satellite grid place. And they see something strange show up on the monitors. Hey. Hey, hey. Come here. Take a look at this. What is it? It's a data stream from PS12. Where is she? Right above Sector 14. There isn't anything in Sector 14. There is now. Okay, Sector 14 happens to be Antarctica, right? Uh, well, we don't know that yet, so spoiler alert for that going on. <laughs> well, real quick, though, can I just say, was that an ugly-ass dude, like, nerdy white dude or what? 
Like, well, yeah, the, the look on was, his face was like, I well, mean, even he can't her, see me, but that's why I made the sound effect. She's a, like, she does. Both of those things don't belong next to each other, right? Yeah, yeah, she's her like this, and her bad acting, and yeah. him and him, like, ugh. Yeah, and, and like I said, he just had that look of, I need to really take a crap right now on his face. Like, I mean, let's be honest. That's why I, I almost wanted to write something down, then I was like, well, there's going to be no visual, so what's the point? Well, the other thing is, all the computers that are there look like they're not from 2004, but from like 1965. <laughs> yeah, you're waiting to see playing Pong or something yeah, like exactly. that. Exactly. in the corner. It, um, he's playing, uh, what is it, Adventure or whatever there in the corner, and this no, guy is like, I, he's trying to get Doom. Running on his fucking 1986, uh, you know, PC. I'm waiting for, um, you know, was it a war game? So you should hear Joshua in the background. Would you like to play a game? (laughs) (laughs) And then it just happened. Jigsaw just shows up for some reason. What the fuck are you doing in this movie? (laughs) Wrong game, wrong game, (laughs) wrong game. So from there we go and we go to the ice mountains uh, of where the fuck she is. And that's where we meet Alexa Woods, who is our heroine of the film. And she is fucking extreme climbing up that mountain with just her pickaxes and almost kind of falling, but not really. Yeah, you know, the ice breaks underneath her foot and she just tells slams Who the fuck climbs a mountain like that? They're trying to show that she's a badass. This is in the 90s. It doesn't all have to be fucking extreme. Extreme! I was waiting for her just to bust out like a Mountain Dew and just like... (laughs) Fourth wall break, look at the camera like, yeah. <laughs> Jumps off, pulls out the chute, does like five loop-de-loops, and then goes <laughs> for it. Well, well, as she's climbing, she gets a phone call. And guess who it's from? Hello? Miss Woods. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. Who is this? My name's Maxwell Staff. I represent Wayland Industries. Let me guess, he's suing us again? You misunderstand. Mr. Wayland, he's offered to fund the foundation with which you are associated for a full year if you meet with him. When? Tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a problem. Take me a week to get back to the world. Yes, I told Mr. Wayland that. He said he didn't have a week. Okay, first he's got that badass flip phone, and then that happens to be Colin Salmon. Do you know where he's from? Resident Evil. Evil. He was the guy that got chopped up in the cube-like type of execution room. Yep. And Which I was like, oh my god. ominous for something else. Well, yeah, on. something else that happens in this film. And even that is fucking bullshit, by the way. Uh, but let me, before we continue, I, had, sure. I did leave a note on this part about why is she, <laughs> she's climbing and she has to be really careful, right? Her cell phone goes off, scares the shit out of her, she almost falls. What does she do? She puts her Bluetooth in. Why wouldn't you have your Bluetooth already in? Like, why would you be just like, I might get a call. You well, know, first of all, if, time, if I'm ice climbing, I'm not worried about the phone. But I guess that would be Bluetooth in 2004. Was that even available then? Yeah. Oh, I thought it would just been a regular old earpiece. You know, one of those like military it, earpieces she just happens to have. Either way, why wouldn't you, if you're, the whole point of it is hands-free, right? So why wouldn't you already have it in your ear? And she's supposed to be a guide. Yeah. Okay. She's, she's fucking. She's trying to be extreme, man. Everything <laughs> has to be extreme. She's climbing the mountain with no harness and barely is able to hang on. She's answering phones by putting the thing in her ear as it's coming as, in. And she's like hanging off the side of an ice mountain. And it makes me think of my dad. Okay. He is. <laughs> he will say, does something similar. Instead of he used to not hook the phone up to 
the Bluetooth until he needed to make a call. He'd use his phone, or like, no, right when he would need to use his phone, he, then he would hook it, connect it to the Bluetooth. And I'm like, dude, the whole point is to be connected the whole time so you don't have to pick up your phone while you're driving. Yeah, you just hit the stupid button and then you're <laughs> Of course, I'm making the fucking motion while we're yeah, talking. You can't right help it. Now. Yeah, you know. it's, I bet you it's, you're going to do that a lot more since I'm in front of you. <laughs> Probably so. when there's people. No, you, if you ever actually saw me record one of these, I use my hands a lot, you, especially when I want to strangle a motherfucker. You, you do that during. It'd be like that. So. Yeah, I do that all the time. And if I should have been Italian, man. Either that or you do what I call the Mr. <laughs> Burns. You sit here like this a lot. With oh, your, with my ex. no, 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 like this, like you sit with your hands and like no this. See us. Okay, again, no one can see no what the fuck us, we're talking it's about. It's like his hands are knuckles to knuckles <laughs> and just like cup down, like he's like this old withered man. I always call it the Mister Burns because you like the Simpsons so much. But you know what? I digress. Yes. Okay. We digress for <laughs> once. God damn it! This was a mistake having you on. <laughs> So from here we go to Mexico, and yes, this episode will probably be longer than normal because we're going to probably get into a bunch of tangents, uh, but we go down to Mexico, and that's where we meet Sebastian and his other fodder. Uh, th- this is probably my biggest issue with the film in general, and it's not really spoiling anything because, you know, what are all these auxiliary characters, or not auxiliary, auxiliary characters really are, but fucking fodder to be killed off in the film, right? It's all a matter right. of how many people are going to be left at the end of the film. Of course. And so we meet everybody, and everybody has a fucking accent in this movie. Like, it doesn't matter. Everybody has some sort of accent in this movie. It's like the multicultural rainbow of people getting fucking killed. Okay? He's got... He's in Mexico thinking that the guy... is. He turns out to be Italian, so he's got an Italian accent. And then his little guy that he's got with him has almost like a British accent. And then... Other people in the film, even fucking Lance Henriksen sounds like he has an accent, but that's just the way he fucking talks. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just so frustrating at the same time. It's like, really, like, we could have grabbed anybody. Sebastian did make a very important discovery. He did. He discovered that uh, this ancient civilization left behind a Pepsi cap. And um, like I put in here... I wonder if Pepsi sponsored this movie. Oh, they... Yeah. Because how many times did you get a close-up of that bottle cap? <laughs> oh, and it, it's like his good luck charm for the rest of the fucking movie, yeah, too. Yeah, it's like, And it oh, even Pepsi. turns into... Well, that's getting way too far ahead. But, so, he finds the Pepsi cap, and then that's when the person, I guess, that's funding the expedition or the dig that he's doing says, you're not going to get any more money to do it, and I'm kicking you off the dig. And that's when he then runs away and comes up with a plan. Hold the team together for two days. I'll go to Mexico City and I'll talk to the bank. I'll get us more money. I might be able to help you accomplish that, Professor. Do I know you? In exchange for a little of your time. Now, right now, Maxwell is trying to remind me of Nick Fury. And this is the Avengers of the Alien and Predator world. Because he's just going around the globe fucking finding people that are going to be good for this expedition. And randomly showing up to wherever they're at. We're just missing a couple of motherfuckers. Yeah, that's exactly it. He's no Come Samuel Come join our expedition, motherfucker! <laughs> but don't you also like how, like, you know... I'll get us more money. Like, he was just like, I'm so sure of this. Yeah, I'm going to go sell my body in fucking Mexico. Like, I'll be back in two days. I'm going to the bank. I will get us money. <laughs> Here, bank teller, let me suck your dick, and then we can get some more money. Either that or, uh, you know, just going to rob him. He didn't, say, he didn't say he was going to necessarily talk. 
No, he didn't say that, no. But he also is giving his worst Van Damme uh, impression the entire fucking movie, too. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm waiting for this to turn to Street Fighter at some point. (laughs) We're going to go out there, and we're going to kick the alien's ass from here to China. (laughs) That sounds a little more Arnold. (laughs) It does sound more. He's like, Arnold, are you here? (laughs) He's like, but he, as he say that, that speech, he's like, well, I'm not going to sit on my ass. I'm going to go out there and fight. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it either. Nobody can do fucking Jean-Claude, but supposedly the actor plays Sebastian can. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a normal way of talking. So from here, then we go and we, we shift it to another part of the world, and we're actually now inside the helicopter, and Lexa is meeting with another character uh, whose name I can't pronounce Miller. the best in the world. Yeah, it's Graham Miller. I think that's what it's supposed to be. It's spelled G-R-A-E-M-E. Whoever spells Graham that way is an asshole. Uh, so they're in the helicopter, and he is fucking just, like, fiddling around with his damn camera. Because he wants to take pictures of everything so that he can document it to his kids to show, Hey, I, your dad's not boring. Your dad's not, you know, he's hip. He's cool. He's with it. You know? The thing that's driving me crazy, the actor who plays him, what else was he in? You know, we is could Bugging probably me? find that we out. We probably should have looked it up prior. We should have looked it up prior, but hell, but, this is going to be just like... <laughs> if you like the stylings of this, it's going to be just like it be like that. Um, and it's Ewan Brever, uh, that, and he was in Train Spotting. That was his big thing. He I was Spud Murphy in Train Spotting. That's where I would actually remember him from. And he starts up a conversation with Alexa, and they just kind of go through all the little things... You know, little introductions. And that's when he overhears the pilot of the helicopter talk about the PSR. Just the PSR. Oh, damn. I wish you got a picture. Of what? Um, the, the PSR. I wish he'd called it out before we passed it. <laughs> the PSR is the point of safe return. It means we've used up half our fuel so we can't turn back. Right, but if something went wrong, we could... Uh... Presumably. We could ditch. Yeah, ditch. But the temperature of the water would kill us in three minutes. Oh, it's going to kill us if we jump out of this plane. I figured it out. What? Wonder Woman. Oh, he was in Wonder Woman. Who was he in Wonder Woman? The sniper. Remember the, the Scottish sniper? Oh, that's who he was. Wow, that's what a coincidence. Yeah. That we would see that recently, and then all of a sudden it comes back to AVP. It was just the way his, his facial expressions in this movie, it was like, bug me, where have I seen those before? What movie? It was, it was Wonder Woman. And he was also in the recent Train Spotting 2. But can I say, I see. you know, this might give something away, but like you said. This is a spoiler fucking podcast, so whoever's well, listening to this right now, they're going to get fucking spoiled the whole way through. I know, but I meant like, well, things that come. There's a scene where he's, before that all happened, you know, when he's talking about the kids, mm-hmm. and I, he's showing her a picture of the kids, of his kids. So, right away, I was like, picture of kids? You know he's dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course you know he's dead. Especially because he keeps talking about his kids all the fucking time, and he's always taking photos. Like, even from here, when we go into the boat next, he's already fucking around with the equipment, and he's, like, trying to take pictures and get people to take pictures of himself and the thing, and he always comes with the line, well, I want to show my kids that I'm not a boring dad. So that's the so, foreshadowing. Yeah, that's the if, foreshadowing if, 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 that... If, you you watch, if you're used to watching movies like this, then you foreshadowing. Any fucking horror die. movie, you can know who's going to fucking die for the most part. And every once in a while you'll find a movie where, oh, okay, they actually survived. So 
while he's playing around on all the equipment that's out there, uh, he gets uh, introduced, or we get introduced as an audience, to one of the mercenaries working on the trip. I really don't care. It's fodder number three or fodder number five. Uh, I don't know who he is. He's Chips. He's Chips. Sons of Anarchy. Oh, okay. Never watched Sons of Anarchy. And he actually made it through all the seasons. Oh, so he managed to survive Sons of Anarchy, but he can't survive AVP. Spoiler alert. (laughs) And it's fucked up, too. When we get to that part, there's something that I noticed about his death and somebody else that's just... I'm pretty sure you do the same thing. Uh, But that's going to be... He was also in the episode of Gotham. Oh, he was in Gotham. I never really watched Gotham either. He's been a few things. Yeah, it's funny because back then I didn't really know who he was. Like when he popped up, I said, "Holy chip, it's chips!" Holy <laughs> chip, it's chips. That was supposed to be shit, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, just you know, he was one of my favorite characters in that whole series. Well, let's digress. Uh, so from from here, basically, he gets called out to be a nerd by the mercenary by Chips. I guess we can just call him Chips for the rest yes. of the fucking mo- uh, podcast. So he basically intimidates Graham here, yeah. Uh, and they all then form uh, in a little meeting room. Well, not necessarily a meeting room, and then like the dock of the damn ship. Mm-hmm. And then out comes Mr. Wayland. I haven't mentioned yet that. Wayland Industries has been supplying all the money to everything going on. There's actually a conversation between Sebastian and whatever fodder number six is, uh, and talking about how they're just going to, they got the check, the check's been cast, we're going to listen to this, then we're going to get the fuck out of here. And I was like, dude, that's kind of fucking up. That's like a really dick move uh, to be doing on somebody that they're going to save your expedition. Uh, Least you could do is at least go with them and get fucking killed, right? Uh, so then, from the shadows, out pops Mr. Wayland, uh, wearing a microphone and having the most echoey speech ever. Seven days ago, one of my satellites over Antarctica hunting for mineral deposits discovered a sudden heat bloom beneath the Earth, which outlined this. The red lines indicate solid walls. Through thermal mapping, we've generated a rough three-dimensional image of the structure. It's massive, containing hundreds of rooms, all built around a central core. My experts tell me it's a pyramid. What they can't agree on is who built it and when. One expert tells me this has features reminiscent of the Aztecs. Another tells me it's probably Cambodian. What they all agree on is that the smooth side is definitively Egyptian. I think your experts are right. Which one? All of them. Meaning what exactly? This pyramid contains the features of all three cultures. This might be the first pyramid ever built. But built by whom? By the first civilization. Thank you. Okay, so there's a couple things here that are really odd when you think about the rest of the movie. Because... Especially when we get into like the origins of the pyramid later on, or at least the pyramids. Uh, and this being one of the first ones, it doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, it could be, it could not be, but kind of where we get with the story with everything that's been put into it, it it's, there's no way that could have possibly been that, right? Yeah. Um, second, oh, it looks like a pyramid. You mean the whole fucking shape of the thing that looks like a fucking pyramid? Like... Oh, I, is it something else? 
What could it possibly be? <laughs> ant, a big ant. Yeah, hide. it's a big fucking ant hill, right? Oh my god. One other thing, though, I think that you should have mentioned when you were inter- introducing uh, Mr. Uh, oh, Lance Wayland. Henriksen, no. who's back on the podcast? <laughs> no, Mr. Wayland, is that his middle name is Bishop. Yes. Well, of course, if you look at Lance Henriksen, you automatically think aliens, yeah. right? Because Bishop was there. And even in one of the scenes that happens a little later, he's playing the knife game with his hand, yeah. if you noticed it. Yep. Um, and and so it's it definitely, there's a lot of cool little like nods and Easter eggs, eggs yeah. within there, even within parts of the dialogue. Like, I got two pieces of dialogue that normally I don't like playing something is so short, but it's an Easter egg. Yeah. And so you'll hear it later on in the film. One that's specific to this that I thought was in some other films, uh, but it happens not to be, I guess, uh, at least looking up the quote. Uh, but the other one definitely is in one of the other films. Yeah. Uh, so it's, you know... It's cool to see those things in this film. That yeah. that is one. There there are a couple things that are really cool. We'll, we'll, when we go to the final breakdown, I'll probably go through them a little more. But there's cool aspects of this movie, and then there's just dumb fucking shit <laughs> at the same time. Well, I thought I'd give the little nod to the cool. I yeah, they're one of the cool things that's going on right now. So, uh, how about we let Bishop talk and and the other guys talk a little more about the pyramid? But how could anyone possibly build a pyramid out here? Ancient maps show Antarctica free of ice. It's likely the continent was once habitable. Well, I can't tell you who built it, but if I can take a sample from it, then I can tell you how old it is. Well, Dr. Miller, I'm offering to put you right next to this thing. Uh, what caused the heat bloom? I don't know. Where exactly on the ice is this? Bovatoya Island. But it's not on the ice. It's 2,000 feet below it. So, as we know right now, with everything that's going on, they're searching for something which happens to be a pyramid, and it's... Uh, it's like a trifecta pyramid. Oh, yeah, it's a trifecta pyramid, I forgot. <laughs> uh, and it happens to be 2,000 feet below the ice. Well, how do they expect to get down there? Why with the best team ever? You're looking at the best drilling team in the world. We'll chew to that depth in seven days. And add three weeks on top of that to train everyone here. We don't have that kind of time, Ms. Woods. I'm not the only one with a satellite over Antarctica. Others will be here soon. Maybe I wasn't clear. No one in this room is ready for this trip. That's why I asked you here. Bovatoya is one of the most isolated places in the world. The nearest land is a thousand miles away. There's no help if we run into trouble. You're right. It's a no man's land. But the train has left the station. And I think I speak for everyone aboard this ship. This is worth the risk. Okay, right there. He takes off the goddamn little headset, the microphone that he's been talking through, and you can hear him perfectly fine. And it wasn't like he was standing, like, way, way, way back there. He was barely standing above him, above the whole group, and could have just fucking, like, announced, enunciated better, and everybody would have heard him just fine. But I do got to say, say one thing. What's that? They said that it was the best damn drilling team. And we all know the best damn drilling team was in Armageddon. Oh, God, no. I don't want to close oh, my Oh, fuck eyes. that. <laughs> I don't fall they weren't. Asleep. That's not Bruce Willis's crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Steve Buscemi and Ben Affleck isn't a part of that. Yeah, and Michael Duncan. Jeez, Michael Clark Duncan, rest in peace. 
<laughs> oh, not laughing at the whole thing that he's dead, by the way. Uh, laughing at what Patrick did. Uh, so, of course, this causes Alexa to be very freaking, like, skeptical about doing the whole thing, and she no longer really wants to do it. This, of course, upsets Wayland, and they end up saying, fine, you can go, and we're going to go get your number two choice. Uh, and it turns out it's not the number two choice, it's like the number seven choice. And he's just happened to come there. And she's like, oh no, but if you use him, you guys are totally going to fail. But I ain't doing this shit, because I don't have enough time to train all these fucking nerds on this fucking ship to be able to survive the whole trek out there. Tired of these non-prepared motherfuckers on this motherfucking... <laughs> on this non-prepared <laughs> boat in the middle boat. of fucking <laughs> Antarctic. <laughs> So, of course, right before she's about to leave, she's approached by Miller and Sebastian, and they give a little heart-to-heart to see maybe if they can convince her to stay. Uh, it's in the upper atmosphere. Streams of protons and electrons from the sun being deflected by the Earth's magnetic field, causing a solar radiation storm. Shackleton called Antarctica the last great journey left to man. It's the one place left in the world that no one owns. Completely free. Me? I'm sort of partial to the penguins. <laughs> I wish you'd reconsider coming with us, Lex. Come on, don't make me pull out pictures of my kids again. <laughs> Your kids aren't that cute. Well, they forget pictures of other people's kids. Want my advice? Mm-hmm. Stay on the boat. Okay, let me ask you something. Do we stand a better chance of surviving with you or with a number two choice? Or do we need to go out and kick M. Bison's ass from here to China? (laughs) (laughs) Now I I can't fucking avoid it anymore. They should have just fucking gotten Jean-Claude Van Damme to do the fucking role. But he would never die in a movie. I mean, spoiler. Well, I mean, he does have connections to the Predator. Well, he does, right? And it's through the Expendables? No, he was he was originally um, he was supposed to be Predator. In, yeah, he was originally supposed to be the the guy in the suit, right? I think he did film a little bit, but then when he realized that they were never going to actually show his face, he quit, and they had someone else finish. How are but you going to be in a movie about an alien creature, and you're going to be playing that alien creature? And when he finds out, oh wait, you're never going to show my face? What the fuck, man? Either, if I remember right, he did film a little bit in the suit. Um, or he maybe he didn't, but either way, that was a connection because he was supposed to be in the whole movie. I think I think he was in part of it in the suit, and then they finished up with someone else. If I well, that was one ugly motherfucker, anyway. And I'm not Mother talking about the predator. <laughs> so uh, from here, we get a shot. Now we're out in space, and we see a giant spaceship. And this is supposed to get you to start getting hyped because you can guess who's coming to Earth, baby. That's right. Predators. Which I would like to say, isn't it kind of funny with all the technology and all the stuff that they keep picking up and finding out, the Predator ship doesn't ever get picked up? <laughs> no. Because, I mean, it wasn't like it was cloaked. It was just, hey, it's right No, by there, there's another scene that you see when the Predator ship goes by. It flies by people. And nobody fucking hears it. Yeah. Like, it's super quiet. Okay, maybe it has some type of stealth-like thing maybe, going on. Maybe that's where they got the technology for the Toyota Prius. That could possibly be. They just got it from the Predators, because, you know, if you ride in a Prius, 
you're stealthing up on a motherfucker. <laughs> so they basically a big giant ray of like heat gets shot down into the Antarctic, and then we go back over to the ship, and it looks like Alexa has changed her mind, and she gives the group three simple rules for dating her. T- I mean, for uh, following her into the ice. Gather round. I told you she'd stay. Gentlemen. She can't resist my animal magnetism. Laugh it up, Miller. Laugh it up. Gentlemen. It is my job to keep you alive on this expedition. And I need your help to do that. Since I don't have time to properly train you, I'm laying down three simple rules. One, no one goes anywhere alone, ever. Two, Everyone must maintain constant communication. Three, unexpected things are going to happen. When they do, no one tries to be a hero. Understood? Understood? Yes, ma'am. Rule four, nobody steals my fucking beer. (laughs) Rule five, make sure I'm in the lead at all fucking times. I just kind of feel like the the what was the name of that band the Wallflowers uh huh the one they, headlight they, no they um they would disagree because they'd be like we could be heroes oh for God, just about, one day no 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 <laughs> don't embarrass my audience this is a David Bowie song come on man but they sing it yeah they sing it for that shitty Godzilla don't even go back to that fucking movie I'm. <laughs> No, that's exactly why you fucking did. I actually, I, I was thinking of the movie, but I wasn't going to bring it up. I wasn't going to bring it up. Yeah, I could say something too. Um, so just one day. Oh boy. Uh, so of course they all then set out. We get to meet uh, female fodder for a second, and there's actually a decent joke about her gun being like a condom, but it's not really worth playing that much. She's a lesbian. Yeah, she probably is. Uh, I always have one, like I have a condom, just in case I need it. But I'm... Yeah. <laughs> but I never really needed to when my girlfriend puts on the And again, on. yet another fucking person with a fucking accent. Everybody has an accent. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, from here, the team then is heading out, and they're going out through the ice. And as they go through the landscape, they see a giant full moon in the sky. Sebastian looks up to it and he explains When I was a kid growing up in Italy You know what they call a moon that big? Hmm. La luna del cacciatore La luna del cacciatore Brava What's that? Hunter's moon Hunter's moon Mm-hmm. Hmm. When, when your moon hits, hits your, your eye, eye like a big pizza pie, pie that's the hunter's, hunter's moon. moon. Okay, I, I had to do it. I'm sorry. Uh, so they continue on, and they end up in a like whaling town, right? So there's whale bones everywhere, and lo and behold, this is the town from the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple little things that happen here. Uh, nothing really exciting. Uh, the biggest thing, though, that kind of goes... There's a... Well, okay, one of the things I kind of noticed when watching in this scene, and it makes sense when you learn more about it in a bit, but Lance Hendrickson here looks a lot older in this movie than he did in Abominable. And in Abominable, he had white hair. Like, <laughs> he 
here he just looks like he's freaking like uh you know old and decrepit barely can do anything of course that makes sense uh when you learn more about what's going on with the character in the movie uh we also get a stupid scene where, uh, of course, Miller is taking more fucking pictures. And it's kind of a decent, like, scare scene for a second. At least there's a, a decent amount of tension going on. Well, because from the sounds, it makes you... Th- they're trying to make it insinuate that there's something else moving around there. And yeah. you obviously know what... I don't want to know if we want to well, get Well, we, we just have seen the Predator ship, right? So yeah. the idea is maybe the Predators are there. Or we know where this movie is going. Maybe we saw in the beginning of the film that there was an alien. Maybe there's something. And what is it? Well, it makes you the, the sounds make it sound like a face hugger. Yeah, whatever. a little more like that. But, but of course, it ends up being a face penguin. A I face mean, penguin. a regular penguin. <laughs> Which, of course, Alexa loves. She loves penguins, but then says they're a bitch when they bite you. Yeah, they, they bite, so be careful. So, okay, Danny DeVito. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's Danny DeVito that actually shows up here. Well, I actually was going for more from the original penguin from... Oh, uh, from Batman. Batman. Um, Rest in peace, Adam West. Yeah, you know, uh, what's his name that played uh, the coach in Rocky? That's right. Uh, I don't know why his name escapes me right yeah, now. Yeah, he's dead, so... yeah. Rest in peace, you too. Uh, so from there, they go outside, and this is probably one of the quotes from the film that I don't really get why it's in here. And here, I'm going to play it for you first. What are these? Whale bones. The station was abandoned in 1904. Everyone just disappeared overnight. It was a big mystery back then. Okay, how does she necessarily know that it was abandoned way back in 1904? Like, I get she's, like, this great, like, guide person, so she's been in this place before, and she's never noticed anything weird? I don't think she's been there. I think... I, I'm, I take it as, you know, even though they didn't say it, but she's a guide, so she probably tried to learn about the area as much as she could. Maybe she just read it in the history book, or she's she just a history buff. I don't know. has it in her knowledge base at some point. I, I, like, I, this I, is I just place. think it as she's a guy. To even though anything can happen, you want to know as much about the area as you possibly can learn from history, and then so you can be prepared for that and then anything new. I, I just kind of washed it off like that, you know. I, I just was kind of like, well, this is supposed to be an area that not a whole lot of people have gone to. Yeah. You know about the area, you know it's unsafe, but you don't know, it doesn't seem like you have any reference of anything else that's going on. And nobody said so far, oh, hey, there was this village here. It's all been about, there's this pyramid that's underground. And then all of a sudden you happen to be this village and you're like, oh, yeah, this village uh, was abandoned in 1904. Nobody knows why. Well, we, we find out why, of yeah. course. So they get, begin to go and start digging their way down to the pyramid where, lo and behold, uh, there is a giant gaping fucking hole. And how did it happen? How far does it go down? All the way to the pyramid. There it is, clear as day. And the same time yesterday. Nothing. How was it done? Thermal equipment of some kind. Like yours? More advanced. Incredibly powerful. I've never seen anything like it. 
And that's when he points a giant flashlight at the building behind him, and half of it's fucking gone, and nobody's freaking out. Well, you know who has seen technology like this before? Who? Bruce Willis's crew. Oh, good lord. Are you fucking kidding me? I think that's what... I think the Predators hired... Bruce Willis' oh, you crew. Think and they were up on the be, ship. So so Bruce Willis and his crew from Armageddon, okay, well, most of them got off the, the fucking rock in time. But you're saying the Predators, they came in, they saved Bruce Willis from ultimate annihilation when he was blowing up that asteroid yeah. that was going to save the planet from Armageddon, hence the title of the movie, Armageddon. They saved him, and then they hired him to install some fucking weird laser shit on their ship. So the can best damn bust drill team the- ever. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? You know, if you listen very carefully, a couple times when they talk, they, they, they're humming the song. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh good lord, no. <laughs> yeah, if you, could, if you really pay attention to Armageddon, you can see in the background in frame 256 that there's some dreadlocks back there and that has to be the <laughs> dreadlocks <part of> <laughs> the ship can go invisible you know he could have just been on the ship so can the fucking predator that's what I'm saying the ship could have landed and we never knew and then he hit the button and you think oh he's dead but they just grabbed him and bring him so in so you've heard it here first folks predators save Bruce Willis from Armageddon not regular Bruce Willis just whatever the fuck his character was in that shitty they, movie. They didn't want that asteroid to destroy the Earth. I mean, they're using it for other uh, for other things. Yeah, but what are they using it for, Patrick? We're going to find out in the movie. <laughs> well, of course we're going to find out as we move along. So, uh, there's also that scene of them like locking and loading and getting prepared. And I honestly could but watch like five more minutes of them like constantly suiting up, you know, getting more gear and. They're, they're getting all prepared right before she goes and she realizes that Waylon himself is sick. They're okay. all like gearing up and loading up and everything like that. And of course, she has, Alexa has kind words for Waylon now that she realizes he's sick. There's no room for sick men on this expedition. My doctors tell me the worst is behind me. You're not a very good liar, Mr. Wayland. Stay on the ship. We'll update you at the top of every hour. You know when you get sick... You think about your life and how you're going to be remembered. You know what I realize will happen when I go? 10% fall in share prices. Maybe 12. That's it. I've heard this speech before. My dad broke his leg 700 feet from the summit of Mount Rainier. He was like you. He wouldn't go back or let us stop. We reached the top, and he opened a bottle of champagne. I had my first drink with my dad at 14,400 feet. On the way down, he developed a blood clot in his leg that traveled to his lung. He suffered for four hours before dying 20 minutes from the base. You think that's the last thing your dad remembers? The pain? Or drinking champagne with his daughter 14,000 feet in the air? Ooh, served! Or thinking, damn, if you just walked a little bit faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, you could have saved me. <laughs> Bitch, why won't you hurry up? <laughs> I can't get down the mountain fast enough. I'm going to die. The good thing is, if you broke your leg and all that cold, it'd get numb. You'd probably, you know. Just break off the leg, right? Yeah. I mean, do the whole Jason X, like, 
face breaking scene, but do with your leg instead. Just, <laughs> just fucking snap it against something. And, and, and I think she's a little selfish. Why would she take that champagne? I would have just let my dad drink it all. Here, drink it and get yourself drunk. <laughs> Or just It'll fucking pour it on the wound or whatever he's got. Pour it on the wound. It's not Robitussin. But it's alcohol. Get some Tussin on that. He's got a bone. Yeah, yeah, if she had some Tussin on that mountain, then everything would be fine. And if she started getting low, still be alive. If she started oh, getting low on Tussin, she just scoop up some snow inside that bottle, shake it up, the more Tussin. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, there was something else about that speech I was going to say, but uh, fuck it. Uh, that's more than enough that you know. But well, actually, you know what it is is that's probably my favorite line in the freaking movie. Uh, that yeah, whole I like that exchange. Scene. And honestly, Waylon gets some of the better lines in the film. Uh, even though at times it feels like Lance Henriksen's kind of phoning it in, uh, he really does get some really good meaty dialogue uh, compared to everybody else in the film. Uh, and of course, at this time, that's when I started to think, oh well, of course. Waylon's going to go along with him. Something's probably going to happen to him while he's going to go down the, the tunnel. And lo and behold, as they're going down, the cable snaps and he starts falling down the goddamn tunnel. Yeah. And then he uh, almost gets stabbed in the head by Max uh, when he puts the ice pick down into the ice and, and holds him there. No, no. Um, I th- Alexa does it. No, she misses him, I no, thought. No, no. He catches her. She oh. She catches him. For some reason, I have it in my mind that it was Max. It's because you're a little sexist and you can't think that women can be the hero. Oh, that's right. This movie proves me wrong. <laughs> women can be the fucking... Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Everybody always says that about me. I'm trying to flip it. <laughs> you're trying to flip it onto me. Uh, or, or you could have gone the other route. Well, they're both black. And you can't tell black people apart. Well, I was going to go over there. <laughs> Anyway, uh, as we continue on, so they get down to the bottom of the whole canyon. And when they first start entering the the pyramid, Sebastian and his fodder number six, uh, they recognize that there are some runes on the wall, and they read what it says. What is it? Recognize the Egyptian. The second symbol is Aztec, pre-conquest era. The third is Cambodian. Then you were right. Pyramid contains all three cultures. That's what it looks like. You may choose to enter. Those who choose may enter. Who taught you to translate? Funny, kind of look like you. Well, it's not choose. It's chosen. Only the chosen ones may enter. I should also mention that Sebastian has also managed to step onto a plate and awaken the queen alien in the the bottom of the pyramid. And we get to actually see some really fucking awesome practical effects with the alien queen. Like the way they raise her up and they electrocute her to get her awake. And well, You notice that they brought her up from being like cried. How do you say that? Cryo- Cryogenically frozen? Yeah, I'm yeah, even fucking I can't it up say too. it either. But yeah, so she's like frozen. I'm like... Wait, that's a frozen queen? Elsa? Is that you? Oh, good lord. You gotta let it go, man. (laughs) We we don't need no more Disney. That's gonna be like the second fucking uh, frozen thing in a row. Yeah, because Splice, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant tonight, yeah. (laughs) Not tonight. Oh, maybe we'll have another one in us. Um, Also, 
uh, back up on the surface, the al- not the aliens, but the predators have now shot down into the planet. And they're getting ready to start converging on the temple. Now, it's funny because nowhere in this film do we know what the names of the predators are. But supposedly, uh, the names are Scar, Celtic, and Chopper. Well, I'm calling them Larry Curly and Moe because that's what I fucking called them most watching mark, it. Mark, mark, mark. Uh, so they go on a killing spree of the humans. Hey, I thought this was Alien versus Predator, not Aliens versus Humans, or we're going to watch Humans for the most of the fucking movie. We don't got when time for these randos. <laughs> yeah, we don't have time. Well, supposedly the Predators don't believe we have time for these randos either because they kill everybody that was left on top of the tunnel. Yep. And we get to see one of the guys uh, that's left. He manages to escape and he tries to go down the tunnel, but he ends up uh, falling and sliding all the way down the tunnel uh, to the very bottom. And his fate is unknown at that point in the movie. Fucking mega super fucking super slide. Yeah, exactly. Super fun happy slide. Let's do it. <laughs> Woo! <Yay>! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> fucking Simpsons. So from all of this slaughter that goes on with the humans and the predators... And it's kind of fucked up, too, because the guy that ends up falling all the way down the slide, when he awakens, he awakens to one of the predators basically slashing the shit out of him. Like, he doesn't even get a chance to, like, survive for a little bit or do anything else. He's like, I fell down this way. I broke my legs, Lieutenant Dan. And then, uh, or your legs are broken, Lieutenant Dan, is what it should be. Uh, And then the predator shows up. He's like, ha, bitch. You know, the funny thing about you mentioning that is um, my brother, he was like, he walked in and right when it started, and, all, and he's like, I'm just going to watch a few minutes, watch the whole thing with me. And on that scene, he's like, cause, you know, he kind of moved, and he's like, <gasps> you know, the guy who fell down the hole. Yeah. And my, and the first two predators walk by, and <laughs> Joey goes, oh, they can't see him because he's all frozen and cold, right? And I'm just smirking, you know, because I already knew what was going to happen. And the other guy shows up, and he goes, oh, well, there went that theory. <laughs> <laughs> If I just lie still enough in the frozen ice, He's what he they can't done. see me. Because that heat-seeking human side thing that they have well, when people see two. Them. Oh, that's true. Meat locker. Oh, God. You know, the little I can talk about Predator 2, the better. <laughs> <laughs> so, then we go back inside the pyramid, and we're caught up with the humans. And they've happened to stumble upon a sacrificial chamber. They look at, and there's a bunch of dead bodies lying around the room. Well, old mummified bodies, I should say, that are like Aztec bodies from how long ago, and they still look that good? Like, the the set design is really fucking cool in these scenes, and the, the, the like, models that they use on the the floor of the dummies and everything like that they uh-huh. look really good the makeup is really fucking good for these scenes but i still don't know how they're in such immaculate condition considering that they're probably thousands of years old well if you remember when um they translate they say they come every hundred years i believe oh you mean like this one about those chosen those that were chosen would lie here they weren't bound or tied in any way They went to die willingly, men and women. It was considered an honor. Lucky them. Well, we do learn later on when he talks about the Aztec dial that will play, um, because that actually didn't have the line in it, but it occurs every hundred years they come back. But the bodies that are there 
are obviously like the old school, like either Aztec people or or whatever they are that are down there. And so they don't look like the people from 1904, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. But either way, I mean, it wasn't like there was... It, it, it was like, you know, the, the skeletons and stuff like that. You know I mean? that's If no one else has ever been there to touch or to disturb it, I mean... Yeah, maybe. Cause I, I mean, I just still think that... Oh, if it's, let's say it's 200 years old, right? It's from 1804. Wouldn't the bones be dust by this time? Like, not all skeletons unless it's fossilized, but there's nothing fossilized. And what's funny is even when they run into what, of course, you know, is a face hugger, you know, they they explain that even that thing's been kind of fossilized. Whatever this is, it's been dead a while. The bones have completely calcified. No idea how long it's been here, but the temperature's kept it preserved. Looks like some kind of scorpion. No, climate's too hostile for a scorpion. Ever seen anything like it? First of all, scorpion. <laughs> Get over here. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. But when you look at it, it's like... Well, I mean, if you really kind of look at it, I mean... It could Maybe. be like some prehistoric scorpion in a way. Prehistoric but, scorpion with no stinger and a fucking dick for a mouth. But, um... There you go right there. It's in the Arctic. It's cold. Yeah, I guess they can say that. That no everything's ever been kind touched of pre- preserved yeah. and... I guess that makes a little more sense than what I was thinking. It just, it, they just look too good. That's the problem. Like, I can understand bones and stuff like that, but like, the face huggers completely preserved, and all the face huggers that are on the face of every one of those skeletons looks like they're pre- perfectly preserved. And I've seen face huggers in other movies get a lot more fucked up after they've, like, unloaded themselves into somebody's mouth. <laughs> just <laughs> fucking jizzing first. all over the place. Even by dinner first. Man, they come over, the face hugger just goes, skeet, 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 skeet. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) So from here, they look around the room, and they try to find out if there's anything kind of weird about it. Maxwell looks down, and he realizes there's a chamber that's underneath it. He breaks open one of those, like, glow sticks, starts to have a rave. Well, actually, no, he just drops it down below and figures out that the room is quite a few bit down here. (laughs) All of a sudden, Skrillish just comes from the bottom of the, from one of the um, little sacrificial tables. You get the cheat and, uh, you know, strong bad there with the the rave light show from the room. Everybody starts busting out their pacifiers and molly. Yeah, exactly. Then, you know, the queen shows up. She's like, yes, queen, let's party. No. So... God damn it. So some of the group stays inside the room while the other group goes uh, down below. Uh, the female fodder and fodder number six, they talk about the, like looking at some of the, the bodies. And he kind of says, hey, well, you know, it's normal for them to take people's hearts out of their chests, you know, when they're being sacrificed. But she's like, no, that's not where your heart is. That's like your chest. Oh, you mean like a chest burster? Yeah. Okay, I see what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also get to see. Um, she also says, and and um, the bones are pushing like are outward, like something pushed its way out. Yeah, pushed its way out. You can't. Oh my God! What could it possibly be? How could they possibly survive? 
I really hope that female fodder, she has that goddamn condom, I mean gun on her, uh, for when shit goes down because they're leaving them all alone right now. Hey man, they're both for protection, so. I guess so. Well, I guess when you know that one dude wants to uh, bang her, uh, she's just going to use the gun for protection. <laughs> I'm a, I like girls! Get away from me with your dirty dick! I'm going to blow that dick off. Uh, so the, the half the crew goes downstairs. Like, which He's going to be like, yeah, blow this dick off. Oh, Jesus Christ. So oh, they go downstairs, man. and it's Wayland, Alexa, Sebastian, Maxwell, and a couple other fodders, including Chip. Uh, and, of course, you get the most obvious fucking line of the movie when they finally get below the damn chamber. Oh, God. I was going to play the clip, but it's really not worth it. Can I explain? You can totally explain. Okay, so... Where um, uh, Maxwell... Yeah. Maxwell drops the, the glow stick. She's looking at her... She's walking up and she's looking at her compass watch. And she's like... Trying to like finger in the air, you know, like oh my god, I think we're. And she, she looks picks up, up a little dust and throws it so the yeah, wind blows know, by. Looks up at the the whole same hole, and it's not like it's a random hole. This hole had a design in the shape of an alien. They don't realize it's an alien, but it's the shape of an alien. And so she looks up and sees the same exact uh, hole, and she's checking her compass to make sure she's on spot. And she goes, "We are, we are here. We found it." And I'm like, and then the scene Paul well, he, pulls she's back. Like, we're, di- we're directly, directly under, under the chamber now. And <laughs> they pull the, the, the camera back a little bit. And what's lying right on the fucking floor? Uh, the glow stick. Now, why do you need to check your fucking compass? You know, <laughs> fucking dumb guy. This dumb bitch is going to sit there and say, we're right underneath. And the glow stick is right there on the ground. Like, if she would have said, oh, there's the glow stick. We've made it. Yeah. Okay, that's okay, cool. Okay, that's fine. Or if it had blown, like it had gone out and there was no glowing green light in the room at all. Yeah. I could be like, oh, hey, we're here. This is where the that thing should have dropped. But no, there's it's glowing the glowing right green there. thing on the ground. And they're the only ones there. They, they didn't drop a blue glow stick and there's a green one there. They didn't drop a yellow glow stick and there's a green one there. It's the green glow stick, I dumbass. I mean, Skrillex is over in the corner fucking doing his jams now. <laughs> and then he makes in there... Uh, Oh, really? <laughs> We're really downstairs? Well, besides the obvious glow stick down on the ground, Sebastian finds a weird-like dial type of thing, and he figures that it actually has some type of connection to an Aztec calendar. The dials are set for... ...1904. Someone opened this a hundred years ago. What's today's date? October 10th. 10, 10, 2004. Okay, so you're inside this weird pyramid. You don't understand anything that's going on. Above you is a sacrificial chamber, and now there's some like weird dials that you can turn and do stuff with. So what are you going to do? Oh, let's fuck with the fucking shit that's here. Of course. Okay, well, they also don't know that they've set off the whole thing with the Predator, right? No. Not the Predators, I mean the aliens downstairs of the no. Queen. Well, see, now... I think that that was on purpose to get the queen going with, with the eggs. Well, the I eggs. think it was meant for the predators to walk in, to step on it, to start the cycle for the predators. Because really, shit doesn't start happening until the next scene. Yes, that's why I feel like it It did I think it doesn't really matter. I think that the, when the queen was freed, that was just to get the process starting. But the next part wasn't supposed to happen until the, the until predators, the predators got, got down there. 
See, when they messed with everything, what it did was it opened up like a, basically like a treasure chest. chest. Yeah. So he goes like, you know, they get all like Link and it's all do-do-do-do. <laughs> and there are Predator guns. And of course, we get some comic relief from Miller. Any idea what these are? No. You? No. It's a good thing we bought the experts. Well, yeah, it is a good thing. Because this is like finding Moses' DVD collection. Yes, it's just like finding Moses' DVD collection. Because this is technology that nobody knows about, and you've never seen these weapons before. And of course, since nobody's ever seen it before, the two scientist guys automatically know what it is, right? So do you think that, you know, like finding Moses' DVD collection, the reason why he wandered the desert for uh, for 40 years was because he was looking for a portable DVD player? Oh, yeah. No, actually, he was looking for a Blu-ray player, and when he finally found one, he realized that they can't play DVDs. (laughs) No! (laughs) Everybody will suffer with me. Ten Commandments. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Thou shalt not watch that porn DVD. (laughs) Without me. Yeah. Moses going around the desert with Backdoor Sluts 9. (laughs) (laughs) So, That's where circumcision came from. There's so much joing. So much, like, too, way too much joing. This will make it so much easier. I wonder if they really did have like the pornos back in the day, and it was just like little chiseled flip books or something like that. Damn it! You you cracked page nine. I don't know what it went into, but it's in something now. Is that an ear? Is that an ass? Is that an anus? Maybe we should try it. That's right. Uh, so, of course, they decide to take the goddamn uh, weapons from them, which they shouldn't. And this, of course, starts the whole reaction of bringing the eggs up to the sacrificial chamber. And we forgot to mention before, but there was an actually really disgusting but yet cool practical effect of the alien queen pooping out the eggs. Like the, It looked like the slurm uh, thing from Futurama when she was making the slurm drinks and she... Which is probably where they got some of the idea of that from. Uh, but she's basically... It's, they're, they're on like a conveyor belt. And she's just pooping an egg here. And pooping an egg there. And pooping an egg there. It's like uh, the episode of I Love Lucy when they worked in the chocolate factory. Oh yeah, it just started speeding up really fast. Yeah. And she can't keep up with the poop eggs. Yeah. And so all of a sudden they're just like a ton on the line. Yep. Oh my god! You know, it's like she's having the worst alien diarrhea possible. And eggs <laughs> are just fucking flying everywhere. And meanwhile, Lucy is down there on the line with her friend Ethel, and they can't quite keep the, the eggs on the damn conveyor belt. And they're like, oh my god, we better send some of these up to the sacrificial chamber, which they do. And of course, that's when all the, the doors to the rooms to the people that were supposed to be in there can't escape. Uh, and the female fodder does probably one of the dumbest things that I saw, which was throw some of the equipment to try to stop the door. But the door is obviously huge in stone. And your thing is obviously a movie prop and hella made of plastic. And it just, like, destroys the shit out of whatever that thing was. But, I mean, at least she tried to do something other than everybody else who's just standing there like, uh, the doors are closing. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much, right? Uh, So, they release the aliens and the eggs come up out of the ground. And that's when we get the first of many slow-mo fucking jumps. In this movie. There are so many. I counted them. This is the first one. And I'll tell you what the total is by the end of the goddamn movie. Because it's fucking ridiculous. But once the the facehuggers pop out of the eggs. Everybody's like, oh my god, what is that? And then it's, 
all like Matrix, or like a million dollar man's towel. Like then they jump on the people's face. Uh, and then of course the things go out, and we cut back to the bottom room because there's all the commotion, and they wonder what the hell is going on. Come in, Rousseau. Rousseau! Tommy, come in. Is there anything you didn't tell me about this place? Nothing. Your guess is as good as mine. Well, whatever it is, we're not prepared for it. We're going to round up the rest of the team and get to the surface. Let's move. What are you doing? My job. Yours is over. My job is over when everyone is back on the boat safely. And that gun doesn't change anything. That's what I need from now on. I need a gun cocking sound effect to shut the people the fuck up. Just have somebody other. Yeah, exactly. Like, here we go. Oh, you know this thing. <laughs> just shuts them up right away. The one thing I like, too, is that they had them in the suitcase, like, hiding them. Like, why would you really need to hide it anyways? Like, like you're saying, you're not expecting to run anything in there. It's, nothing's been there for hundreds of years or whatever. But why wouldn't you want to be prepared? I mean, hell, there could be a polar bear in there or something. That's right. There was going to be a, just a polar bear chilling there. Yeah, he's right. fucking drinking his Coke. And he's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. Get out of my fucking place. Get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as we're talking, it makes me think of the, the scene where the, the ace shoot up. If you think about it, and I know this is a fucking movie, but that doesn't make sense. Because they're technically they're right underneath them. And where the hell do the eggs come? How do the eggs get up there? There's nothing, like, underneath them for it to shoot up. Well, I'm assuming that in the center of the room is, like, the hole, right? And that's what brings the light in down to the bottom room with the alien insignia. But, I mean, that was but a on the big... But I'm sure that there's some series of, like, tubes I think that are along the if, sides if where you, the sarcophagi are. If you go back and, and watch, it's all... I think at one point they're even standing... They'd be standing directly underneath one of the tables. So where the hell the eggs... So, <laughs> Okay, magic. They, oh. it just It's alien predator magic is whoa, what it is. Whoa, whoa, it's magic. So, of course, they start to freak out because then the room starts changing like them on cra- like crazy. And that's when Miller, he realizes something about the satellite data. Your satellite detector makes a lot more sense now, Mr. Willard. What do you mean? Well, a building this sophisticated would require a major energy source. I think that's what your satellite detected. A power plant for this pyramid firing up. Preparing. Preparing? What? Gentlemen. So after they have this nice little conversation, what's going on, we go back into the sacrificial chamber. And that's when we realize that all these fodders who were here for only one reading reason, really, uh, was to breed aliens. Yep. Because we get to see a female fodder here. She wakes up. And she looks around the room, and then all of a sudden, it was just... And, you know, she's ripped up into her jacket, and she's grabbing at her shirt. I'm thinking, oh, we might to see some titties. And then you remembered, it's PG fucking 13. You're going to get maybe a fuck at some point in the movie. Yeah, no titties. Maybe two. No titties. This isn't, P- this isn't the 80s PG-13 where you could get a boob. Or even PG where you can get a boob. Yeah. Every now and then. This is 2000s. Like top of the area or something. No, and it, it, it's violence without blood unless it's a, a creature and no nudity whatsoever. It's, you know, you get sexually suggestive scenes, but no nudity. And really, then you have to think about this this actress here and, and her character. 
Her character has three main things that she does that you just don't absolutely fucking care about. Like, you don't care that these people are going to be killed, right? They're just there to be killed in They're general. Cattle. Right? So it's like, hey, what was your role in this movie? Well, I got to say a condom joke, comparing it to a gun, and then I got to ask, uh, what what's up with this stuff that happened here? And then I had a chest burst birth right through my chest. Nope. That's it. That's all you're good for. You're dead. And it's even better than the other guy that had a mistranslation scene and got to act like he was worried down in fucking Mexico. And then he got to talk about, oh, oh, hearts being taken out. And now, not in the movie, he didn't even get a scene where the chest burster burst out of his chest. <laughs> we have no fucking closure on him. All we have is a bunch of dead fucking face huggers and one lady that's female fodder. Yep. So... From there, we go back over to the now, what is the main group, the surviving group, and we get to figure out who's going to survive from this one. And of course, to make matters worse at this point in the film, that's when one of the predators shows up to get his shit back by throwing a spear through one of the guys down there in the room. One of the nameless. <laughs> yeah, one of the other nameless fucking dying fodder people in this film. So they all shoot. At the Predator, and of course, he's really good at ducking and weaving, diving and dodging, uh, and the not being shot. He's a dodgeball. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Dodge, duck, dive. Dodge. Well, that's four. Oh, wait. Do- uh, dodge, dip, dive. Duck and dodge? Duck and dodge. Yeah, if you guys know what it is, you can write it, Patrick, at Big Solo 64 on Twitter. Uh,. <laughs> Uh, we also figure, too, at, at one point that uh, they say that they worshipped, uh, these people worship the Predators as gods. Uh, and I think we also get to see that Alexa, I think at that point, realizes that the weapons that they had belong to those gods, right? They see the giant statue, and this is right before the Predator starts attacking them. Um, and, of course, they all then get separated uh, into different rooms when everything starts changing around. You got one guy being by himself. You got one guy that ends up, well, Chips ends up with the doctor. And then you have Waylon, Maxwell, Sebastian, and Alexa all get put into one other room. And that's when Chips here, he starts freaking out. And, of course, the doctor has a bigger head on his shoulders. I hit that son of a bitch dead on. It didn't stop. It didn't slow. Hey, but he didn't. It didn't even flinch. But I didn't. What? I am not a soldier, but I think you should calm it down now. Really, I'm not dead yet, okay? Well, thanks, Professor. Actually, it's Doctor, and you're welcome. Okay. What? We also, before that, we get slow mo jump number two. When one of the Predators, I think this is Larry, he jumps over the whole crowd in slow motion to the other side of the room. Also, when they're all separated, the guy that's by himself, he gets locked in like a corridor. And he's getting freaked out with everything that's kind of around there. And then he looks up, and of course, there's a bullshit fucking off-screen camera kill. Where yeah. was presumably one of the aliens well, kills the guy. Does he? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, he looks up. another scene. Okay, yeah. And there, of course, is the alien, and then he gets fucked. We cut back over to the bigger group, 
and there's some other good dialogue that I just felt it was a little bit extra to necessarily be there, where it was basically between Waylon and Max, and Waylon saying he this guy died for history, and Max asked him, was was it for your history? Yeah. We cut back over, and there's a another kind of a heartfelt scene in between Chips and the Doctor. Where he talk, they're talking about their sons, and it was at that point that I knew, oh well, they're both probably going to die after all. <laughs> uh, they, of course, they both get separated from each other when the floor opens up uh, and kind of takes away chips from the doctor, and that's when he's also in like lo- looks like the same hallway that the other guy was in, yeah, right, and he starts hearing the noises and everything coming around, and like. At that point, I was like, oh, whatever you do, don't look up because something's probably going to happen to you. And he grabs the second gun because it is the same point that the other guy fell down because the other guy's gun is there and, of course, is covered in the alien slime. He grabs it. He yells what would be the iconic line, I guess, of this movie. And then uh, happens to get gang-banged by three different aliens. Which I kind of thought was funny, because the one was coming in front of him, mm-hmm. and the other one popped up right next to him, and the only thing I could think of was Jurassic Park, clever girl. Yeah, basically <laughs> that's the same type of line that we got there. But he did look up, and then all of a sudden the aliens showed up around him. Yeah, I'm like, come on, man. You, you know, you're in this type of like situation. You never look fucking up, because it's never going to be fucking good for you. Mm-hmm. Now, the line he says, it sounds almost like the line from Predator, and I thought it might have been associated with one of the Alien movies as well. And it turns out that that was the one that I was searching for, and it happens to be specifically only AVP (laughs) out of the Alien universe, at least from what I could find. So, after this gangbang, and he's dead, <laughs> and of course, after the speech, too, where he's like, I'm going to make sure I drag you out of Miller to him. I'll drag you out of here if I have to. You'll survive. Okay, you're fucking dead is what you fucking are. <laughs> we cut back over to Miller, and then Miller, he is grabbed from above by an alien. To- What's the- I don't know what it's all these guys getting killed with people from above, man. You know, I mean... They're like assassins. They're like assassins. Aliens are like assassins. Yeah, man. They're just like, come back, you know, come down, swoop them, and that's it. And that's it. So we cut back over now to the main four, where they get ambushed by the Predator. And how does it start? Well, Maxwell gets caught by a basically... I don't know, it's like an adamantium uh, fucking net or something like that. Because they can't break through it. They try to cut through and everything. And then he's having flashbacks from Resident Evil because it's going to start cutting to his skin. Yeah, yeah, it's like, in, not in, again. Checkers. <laughs> it's, it's like fucking William Hurt in Spaceballs, right? When the alien's brushing through his chest. Oh, oh no, not again. Not again. <laughs> but... What's weak about the situation, instead of letting him get cut to death by the slowly shrinking net, which I thought was really fucking cool, the alien or the predator fucking just stabs him. And that's it. Well, you know, maybe he thought, eh, that's a little too cruel for this human guy. And Oh, it's too cruel for the human, but it's not too cruel for somebody else. Not for the aliens. No, of but, course not. But, plus he had the gun blocking it. 
And I think that was slowing the net down, so that he's just like, fuck you, stab, bitch. Oh, this is taking way too fucking long. Yeah, he's like, I ain't got time for I'm this I'm just going to stab there's, you. There's, there's fucking aliens around. I don't got time for this shit. And so, well, he stabs Maxwell, and then, and then he also smacks uh, Alexa. Well, he beats the beats shit, the out, shit of out of her. Actually, the second one comes in and does that. Oh, yeah, that's right. He punts her, though. Yeah, he punts her. And then no, because she, gets... she, tries, she tries to attack Larry, right? Uh-huh. And then Larry throws her back. Mm-hmm. Curly then comes up out of the middle of nowhere and punts her into a pillar. And then when he's about to go off and stab and kill her, that's when the very first alien, well, not the first alien, but one of the, I guess, the main aliens mm-hmm. shows up and basically takes out Curly like a punk, stabs him right through the back, uh, and kills him instantly. Yeah. And then this is where we get, of course, the... Also, I have a problem with that, by the way. Sure. Tail goes through his chest. She's in front of him. She doesn't get splattered with any predator blood. No, of course not. I think that was a little stupid. Well, yeah, they, they can't be too bloody. It's PG-13. But it's green neon blood. It doesn't matter because it's going to be blood splatter. How much blood was there really in this movie in general? Yeah, because they didn't even show a lot of blood when he was getting um, diamond-cutted. With the, the when map. he was getting gang-banged? No, not gang. <laughs> Alien Gang Bang, Volume Three. <laughs> so, so then, of course, like I was saying, then becomes probably the most badass point of the movie, where you get Larry versus the alien. It's finally Predator versus Alien. Over an hour into the movie, mm-hmm. it takes us an hour to get to this point, and man, it's fucking glorious. It's probably one of the best... The only thing I don't like is that the costume for the Predator makes them seem really fucking bulky. Yeah. Right? Well, they it, always seem bulky. They always did, but they seem... But even, like, if you look at Predators, right? The Predators that are in Predators, they're they're actually pretty... They're tall. They're really tall and kind of, you know, athletic, I guess you could say. Uh Instead of in here where they just feel like everything's kind of scrunched down, like it could be two midgets fighting each other in a suit and you wouldn't fucking know it because the way the camera angles and stuff, it just feels like it's compressed too much. You like the Bride of Chucky? Yes, just like the Bride of Chucky when you got two midgets fighting each other <laughs> and Jennifer Tilly's tits everywhere. Mm. Um, what? <laughs> but you you have a just a knuckle down drag out brawl between the two of them. And he slams the predator. Larry slams the alien into a couple of uh, fucking column by grabbing its tail and just smacking it. Cuts off a piece of its tail. Um, manages to shoot a net on top of it, where you see the net this time actually going into like this the head of the alien yep. and the acid blood oozing out uh, slowly but surely, uh, till ultimately the alien gets the upper hand and fucking kills Larry. So two predators are already fucking assed out in this movie, all because they don't have their guns yet. Fifty-seven minutes in, Aliens Two, Predators Zero. Exactly. So we cut over to Alexa, Sebastian, and Waylon, and they're busy running away at this point. And Waylon, he just can't keep up anymore. And guess who happens to show up at this point? Why it's Mo, uh, the last surviving predator. Oh, wise guys, huh? And so, Waylon, because he can't make any more, he tells them to go run, get the hell out of here. 
and the Mo grabs Waylon by the neck and is holding him up, and then he scans his body, and he notices the sickness that he's got inside of him. He sees he has the cancer. And he's like, you know what? You're not my worth my fucking time. And just throws him off to the side. He kind of sits him. He's like, hey, yeah, you're, you're like, dying. You're going to die anyway. Um, I don't you know, need to I, I, shit. You know, don't worry about it. I, you know, I'm, I'm being a nice guy here. Live just the let the aliens life. fucking eat you and kill you, right? Yeah, you know, I'm not going to do it. I'm not a dick like that. That's right. Get a chest burster in your chest instead. Yeah. So, what is? how does Waylon repay him? By turning his medicine into a fucking flamethrower. With a flare. How good is that medicine if you can turn it into a fucking flamethrower? <laughs> like, honestly. Well, I think... How um, good for you is it? I think that it wasn't necessarily medicine. I think it was more was of he- oxygen... It was. It was just. just a, he had Perry air Maybe in the fucking thing, either, and he was just up. <laughs> you know, either that or it was like, or it had like maybe some. You know, um, it was like asthma medicine. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I think it was a little bit of like a breathing treatment. Inhaler steroid. Yeah. Does now are steroids fucking flammable? So if I go to the gym and find some guy with a bunch of pimples on his back and put a lighter up to him, is he gonna blow up into flames? No, you have to pop one of the pimples first. Oh, okay, you're, you're right. Because I get the Release secret of the ooze before. Yeah. And maybe one of these days I'll turn to a fucking Ninja Turtle. <laughs> God, not that movie too. Um, so, now there is, uh, they basically do get away, uh, Sebastian and Alexa. And Waylon then, because he did his flamethrower, he's killed off screen too. No, they show him getting stabbed through the chest. They don't show it though. It's yeah, just more like no, they don't. They put you see it come out you of see, the back of no, them. No, what you see is you see it. You hear it happen off screen. They cut back to him and he's pulling it out. He lifts him up real quick and then he. No, he had him up by the one hand and they stabbed and then he pulled out. I'm pretty sure they showed it. Okay, well, he pulled out anyway, okay? He made sure he didn't get anything inside of Mr. Wayland. Except for the blade. <laughs> Except for the blade and, and killing him. <laughs> this is how you repay me for for my Maybe. acceptance of your death? Maybe that blade on his arm is really a key and it locks people's death. Maybe. It, it's like a, it, this, this turning into... Predator versus Alien Kingdom Hearts here, huh? No, that's he's got a fucking key, key blade on his fucking arm, and the only <laughs> way they can fucking save Waylon's heart is by stabbing it right through his no. chest. You don't remember that from Red versus Blue? No, I was never a big fan. Oh well, okay. So they get to the point where they get the sword, and they think it's a key, and they're like, and they realize it, it kills people. And he's like, it is a key. It's a key to unlock people's death. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> So they're running away, uh, and they stop at one point, and this is what really bothered me. They're running away, and they turn the corner, and they're coming towards the camera, and then they stop and look for which way they need to go. And it's the same way they were fucking going. Yeah. <laughs> they start running towards the camera, and then they barely make it through what seems like the longest closing set of like stone slabs possible because she makes it through just fine she's got enough room but when he gets in there it's like almost closed right yeah but the entire time he's walking or crawling down the thing it's still almost closing so it's either the slowest fucking door realize it's got like pressure sensor i better let the human through or 
it's fucking cut really, really fucking bad. Yeah. I think it's cut really fucking bad. Be like that. So that's when they get into the next room, and they happen to see uh, him actually, well, Mo, uh, fight an alien that he kills. Well, first he kills a facehugger, right? Facehugger jumps at him in slow motion again, and this is slow-mo time, I think, number three. Uh, and then the from behind him, when he's looking at the facehugger, an alien shows up, and again... In another cool piece of the movie, he slices the face right off the alien. Like, he cuts him straight up. Yeah, it's like Batman from Batman 1989 where he throws up the fist and punches the guy that's coming up from behind him. It, you know, What's cool about it, too, is the alien just stops, and the, or the xenomorph, uh, <laughs> just stops, and his like lip is still quivering, and then all of a sudden, that part that was sliced, just like a delayed slides off and aliens just you get to see some of the inside of it yeah this is where your pg-13 rating is going to to sing the inside of an alien's anatomy yeah uh and that's when they both sebastian and alexa who happen to now be as far as we know the only two survivors left watch and see as he starts marking himself up with the alien he's marking himself what Ancient warriors would mark themselves with the blood of their kill. It's a rite of passage. Is this starting to make sense? Of course, this is when they go off camera. And we should also mention that the alien or that the predator at this point has taken off of his mask. And I want to say take, uh, that the predator's not too smart to take off a mask when there's facehuggers around and of course what happens after they leave we we look upon the film the the layout with the predator there getting ready to continue his journey fucking facehugger jumps out at him right when they cut off on that screen so mo it is inferred that mo got a facehugger on the face or maybe not maybe it, it or shows maybe not. jumping towards him and then it goes to another scene. of course he was able to kill the one that jumped towards him but that one jumped towards him in slow-mo this one jumped towards him in regular motion. And that like, might make all the difference. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can just imagine he does that and he jumps out and it's just like, so. And he's at Predators at regular speed. Oh, okay. That's it. You're dead. Done. <laughs> no, my, my only downfall was my theatrics. <laughs> I wanted it to be dramatic. <laughs> So we cut back over to Alexa and Sebastian, and they're looking at the runes, because they're kind of stuck in a rune for the time being until the next ten minutes are up. See, Sebastian figured out that the place changes every ten minutes. Um, and so it, while they're waiting for it, they're looking at the hieroglyphics and everything there. And this is kind of a long scene that we're going to play through. Um, and I couldn't really cut it up like I've cut up some of the other stuff. And there's a lot of music in between, so please excuse the length of the scene. It really just because Sebastian can't talk at the same fucking speed the whole time. He has to take pauses every five fucking seconds. So, he explains that this whole temple is actually a predator manhood ritual. I think this is a manhood ritual. The humanoid ones been sent here to prove that they're worthy to become adults. You're saying they're what? 
teenagers? That's why they didn't carry those guns with them to begin with. They have to earn them. Hieroglyphs are a little difficult to make out. But this story is all here. Thousands of years ago, these hunters found a backwater planet. They taught humans how to build and were worshipped as gods. Every hundred years, the gods would return. And when they did, they would expect a sacrifice. Humans were used to breed the ultimate prey. The hunters would battle these great serpents to prove themselves worthy to carry the mark. But if the hunters lost, they made sure nothing survived. civilization wiped out overnight so the humanoids the hunters they brought those creatures here to hunt and they use us like cattle we're hosts for them to breed in the heat bloom was designed to lure us down here this whole thing was a trap without us there could be no hunt so these are teenage predators that means they have not yet gone through the also sacred ritual of puberty. They have not gotten laid by another predator. They first have to prove their manhood. Man, could you imagine living in a society like that? Like, you're not allowed to have sex or be a man until you can kill a xenomorph? He's like, and you know what they were listening to on the way off? I'm just a teenage dirtbag, baby. Oh, good lord, no. <laughs> Fucking weedus. Uh, and... I don't get it. So aliens have always been here on Earth, according well, to feel, this story. I feel like, th- no, they haven't. I feel like they found the planet and f- realized yeah, and they brought, that they brought the aliens. They in brought and- with them. So then, yeah, they have the queen that they keep and just keep reusing the freeze and then reuse. But as you watched inside that little section of the video, and you don't get to see the visuals, and I'm terribly sorry about that, but this is a podcast, and fuck you. Uh, but you see them blow up a section of pyramids because they got overran by the aliens. And we- then they just rebuild them back up because this is not that pyramid. Yeah. Right? This well, was a different I mean, one that's underground. Who, as many teenagers there are, they could have just used the different spots. Throughout, the, 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 they're saying and that and there then, was a genocide of one race of humans. Yeah, then, yeah, so then maybe they just brought over and just started using this other place. But uh, it makes me laugh because I actually put this down too. I was like, you know, the Aztecs are no more because the predators sucked that year. <laughs> 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 well, then that, that that's the same question I had from the beginning of the movie, right? Like, they're saying that this is one of the first pyramids, but obviously it's not the first pyramid because according to that whole section we just watched, they killed the Aztecs. 
right? Yeah. Oh, so did so, they they build they built this one first, which contains versions of all three of these races, and then brought that technology down to the Aztec, and here's an Aztec yeah. period, and they brought that over to whomever the other guy was, and here's their period and pyramid, not period, but well, and then also though they could have say, for example, used different the not always used the Aztec. This time they they got the Egyptians, or this time they got um, Cambodians. Cambodians. So they switched it up. Like think about it, if they wiped out one section of people, like if 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 they were starting to get low, the next they let them rebuild. Well, they came back and used another. Maybe well, I listen to theory. It's it's quite obvious that the only time that they ever sucked is when it was down with the Aztecs, right? Because the Egyptians are still here, the Cambodians are still here, yeah. But the Aztecs they got fucking wiped out because, like you said, the predators they sucked, sucked that, that year. year, that hundred year time frame for whatever it is it's like so ridiculous so it's at this point that alexa she has a very bright idea exactly what to do with the weapons that they have and of course it gives the perfect scene for the trailer when that door opens we're dead not if we set things right what do you mean this pyramid it's like a prison we took the guards' guns, and now the prisoners are running free. To restore order, the guards need their guns. When that door opens, we're gonna give that thing his gun back. Are you crazy? During a big game hunt, the animal's been hunted. Don't arm the hunters. They're not hunting us. We're in the middle of a war. It's time to pick a side. We are on our side. We have to consider the possibility that we might not make I should also mention that we did get a small scene with Miller, and he's plastered up against the wall, basically awaiting a facehugger to come get him. And that's where we get slow-mo jump number four with the facehugger. The facehuggers love the fucking slow-mo jump in this movie. And that's why he got shot and killed. And that's why he got shot and killed, because he was trying to do it with style again. But, of course, he's in a room full of fucking eggs, and he doesn't have enough bullets in his gun. And it's weird, because Chips is there, too, right? And he, he he's the gun. He basically takes the gun from Chips. But when he reaches out his hand to try to go grab the gun, Chips like grabs his hand to pull him back or to ask him like to save him or something. And then he's like, "Fuck you in your hand! I'm taking your fucking gun and save myself." He didn't, and he did. He ended up dying anyway. So again, it's another scene where do we really need to see it? Couldn't we have just seen him taken away and that be it? I mean. Or at least could one of the facehuggers come out and been like, dude, at least let me get your camera, let me take a couple pictures, and let me send them to your kids to show that you were, in fact, a cool dad, and you got turned into alien food. (laughs) So, back over there with Sebastian and Alexa, and they basically start huffing it, right? They're making for the run, and they get over to, like, a bridge where they have to jump across. Well, wait, real quick oh, before that. Uh-huh. Um, I thought this was... I didn't write this in notes, but when we were talking about it, it made me think about it. it kind of makes me laugh that... Um, that um, So they said, you know, hey, we got to give the guards their guns back. When that door opens, I'm going to give her his gun. And then another door opens all across the room, and they're kind of like, 
Eh, well, fuck that. Let's just go this way. Fuck it. Run! <laughs> <laughs> the, other door, the other difference is, oh, fuck it. I'm out this bitch. Yeah, let's I'm go. Out. Let's get out of here. <laughs> and that's when they reach that, that gap, and Sebastian's able to make it over. And Miss Extreme fucking Mountain Clown Lady, she manages to miss the jump. To where Sebastian actually grabs her, helps her up, and then is taken away by an alien at the last minute. At least you're led to believe it's something. You don't know if it's a predator or an alien, but of course it's probably an alien. Well, they had showed some aliens right prior. Yeah, shortly prior to them, right. Uh, and that's when... Uh, Basically, she she manages to gain a hold of her footing. She gets up. She's about to be attacked by an alien. And then Mo shows up and starts fighting with it. Uh, he gets knocked back. And then the alien goes after Alexa. But she's able to grab the spear from the predator and stab the alien uh, in the stomach. And ultimately kill it. And she almost gets the acid on her. And, and I think during the fight... With this alien, some of the acid gets splashed onto the Predator's uh, armor, right? Mm-hmm. In this fight. And so he's armorless now. It, and I also like to say, because we just said she kills an alien, right? Mm-hmm. So how shitty were, uh, as you would say, Larry and Curly? And Curly. Because the, both of them got killed by one alien. Um, and... Uh, you know, she, here here she comes and just kills an uh, alien by herself. Yeah, and then no training, no power. Nothing. But she does it by accident, really, because it jumps at her. She sticks the thing up, and then it gets stabs itself. Still, but she still she still managed to kill an alien. And even Larry, who had the awesome fight with the alien and was smacking it around and got the freaking adamantium net put on him that was slowly like digging into its skull could not kill that fucking alien. But she, with no weapons training or anything whatsoever, is able to kill the thing. And then there is a swarm that starts coming towards them. It's at that point that she gives Mo his weapon because she managed to maintain the one. Well, convince Waylon a while back ago to stick it in her backpack. Yeah. And so once he has that, he just starts blasting fools like crazy, and that cannon makes a world of a difference and fighting them all off. The one uh, alien that had got caught in the net is watching, like he's getting pissed, like, wait a minute, all my brothers are getting killed. Yep. And that's when he goes down, uh, and, well, the before queen. this happens, before he goes down to sees the queen, well, we get... <laughs> Probably the scene that I hate the most in this movie. Uh-huh. Right? So, we've already said that cross-faced alien guy, he's run away. Mm-hmm. Right? After he sees all of his buddies gets all kind of fucked up. And there's kind of like a shout or something that, like, signals him to go away. Yeah, like the queen. And so, Predator starts to walk after them. Right? Fall, because he's got to make sure he kills all these motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, which might even include the queen. I'm not sure if that's the ultimate goal for them. Or it's just for them to get the weapons and get the fuck out of there. I think it's for them to kill whatever aliens were made. Whatever xenomorphs were made. And that's it. The queen is... They use that queen over and over They to, just freeze her again. And then if the yeah. face huggers don't get used, they just die. Yeah. Right after time. Because the eggs they, eventually are going to yeah. hatch. And there's nothing for them to feed off of. So they die. The I think they... Yeah. They uh, they're like maggots, right? Yeah. Basically. So... uh of course, while he's trying to leave, she basically is like, 
no, I'm going with you, you asshole. And he turns around, and first he intimidates her, but then he realizes, you know what? They're way, she's way better than both Larry and Curly, man. Plus, he'll have no fury like a woman scorned. That's right. And you know what? She gave me my weapon back. So what does he do? He rips off the alien's head, rips off the tail, attaches it to some wood or something that's just kind of lying around there. Is it was it like a stone spear or something like that? Something like that. Something just to make there. it. Yeah. And he ties wherever he gets the rope from. Because, uh, I mean, if he uses that adamantium netting type thing, is it going to, you know, cut through the alien tail when he ties it on there? So he makes a, basically a makeshift spear out of the alien tear and it, uh, a shield uh, from the head. Well, basically like the skin of the alien, right? And then shows her that, hey, acid, their blood, uh, well, this will protect you from them. So now player two has joined the game, and then we cut over to see what crisscrossed headed alien is up to. See, he's gone downstairs to where the queen is, and that's who is crying for help at that point. And so, with along with some of his other brethren, uh, they start to attack the queen, just like in Alien Resurrection, and uh, basically use the acid from her blood to break the chains that are holding her in. Can I just say? Sure. She's bound, and now she's getting attacked. She tells him to attack. I, I think she's just um, this, not really freeing her. She's just really into some S and M shit. She's yeah. just a BDSM alien. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys want me to make some more eggs? How about you stab me a little bit? Oh, get my acid blood boiling. Uh, anyway, so of course. Uh, they managed to free her, and from there, we cut back over to Mo and Alexa, and they've come into one of the alien, I don't know, what you call it, like a breeding room? Yeah. Uh, where the people are stuck to the wall, and that's where Alexa sees Sebastian, and this is her time to say goodbye. Sebastian. Help me, Lex. I'm gonna get you out of there. It's too late. Inside me. I'm gonna get you out of here. You can't. No. 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 I have to help him. Lex. They mustn't reach the surface. They mustn't reach the surface. Oh. I knew. Oh. And that's when she shoots him in the head. And then we also get another cool scene of the chest burster popping out of his chest and Mo just grabbing it in midair and crushing it. Snapping his neck. Snapping its neck and throwing it on the ground. Well, two things in this scene. Prior to that, where she gets the gun, which was... Um, Miller, Dr. Miller or whatever, had the gun Mm -hmm. and um, had dropped it because he got face-hugged. She drops the spear to pick up the gun. And I'm thinking, you're you're giving it... Okay, gun is a gun. I understand that. But you obviously know... You see what these aliens can do, the xenomorphs. And you're going to tell me that you think that a gun that has barely any bullets is more better than the spear that the damn predator just made you? 
Yeah, I mean, he made that from scratch for you. He gave you a shield, and you're just going to ditch the whole thing all together. Well, he, she had the shield still, but she she dropped the spear. But then she ended up picking it back up after realizing, oh, this gun is out of bullets now. But the other thing, though, in that scene is the uh, Predator, or Mo looks at her like, damn, this bitch actually just capped her friend. I'm surprised. <laughs> exactly. I should also mention, too, the queen, when she does break free of it, I, I mean, she must realize that, that she's like, fuck my babies, I'm out this bitch. You know, because she bolts as fast as she fucking can. Like, she tears off whatever egg sack that she's got. You kids got to fend for your fucking selves. Mama's going out I'm for out. cigarettes and never coming and, back. And at this point, too, you can kind of see that at the times, the CGI was a little yeah, little wonky yeah, with her. But the practical effects of everything is still really cool. Oh, oh yeah, no, don't the, get me wrong. The way that and, the aliens look, and especially, like, the teeth chattering and everything like that. Yeah. And, it looked the, the, great. The quivering lips. And even the the queen, when she was a practical effect, looked good. But when she started running, it was like... Uh, but only her. The other aliens looked No, fine. the aliens are okay. Because but they, she I think looked they did like really, she was out of Well, so they think they, they did a lot of the motions for the aliens really quick. Even when you saw the fights, the fights are very, like, fast-paced. Yeah. They don't... You know, there isn't a whole lot that's slow about it. Uh, and also, the, I'm surprised that there wasn't a slow-mo jump when the alien queen jumped off the screen. Maybe she didn't pass that down on to uh, her facehugger babies. So the predator then starts messing with his wrist. Because they're in a room full of eggs, right? Yeah, and we all know what that means. And he explains to her that it's going to be a bomb through sign language. He points and he goes... It it makes his hands like in a closed fist, and then open like yeah, you know, you know the international symbol for blow shit up, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's just closed fist, open fist, (laughs) closed fist, open fist, and then she's like, "Good, kill them all," and so then they run out of the room after he throws down his bomb pack, Uh, and of course they're also at that point being chased by other aliens. Uh, and before they're able to jump on the little sled thing to go back up there, one of the aliens pins down uh, the no. predator, right? And then, of course, uh, Alexa, she turns around and she manages to find, like, one of the digging tools, I believe it is, which is some, like, subsonic or supersonic type gun or something like that. Uh-huh. And she looks at the alien and, of course, mutters this classic line. You are Ugly mother. And blows his brains out. You couldn't even say the whole line. You nope, know, can't because it's PG 13. I put, I, I put, bitch gives predator the line. Ugly motherfucker. <laughs> yep. And I put it, wait, twice, but then I realized the other one was different. <laughs> uh, so then they escape up top, sledding all the way out, and the bomb goes off, mm-hmm. killing every alien. Or so we thought. Because who manages to show up? But right before that... Oh, right before that... Oh, that's right, doesn't Mr. he... Mr. Mo takes off his mask. He takes off his mask once again. And, you know, he's... Argh! You know, does their little yell thing, and they're looking at each other. And I swear to God, they gave each other the fuck me eyes. <laughs> they, they probably Don't, did. Didn't you see that? She's looking at... Because he also... Well, he is a teenager, and he's probably fucking horny. He probably He is. just she, proved he, he was a man yeah. by killing all the aliens yeah. down there. He's like, bitch, that was like my bar mitzvah. Like, let's fuck now. And I should also say that he lost his gun at this point, too. Yeah. He got knocked when, off of his... Uh, when he fought the alien, he got yeah. knocked off his shoulder. So, um, so he takes off the mask, 
And, you know, they're, I swear to God, they give each other fuck me eyes. And that's when he takes one of the Predator, or excuse me, the Xenom, the Facehugger's limbs. I think it, wasn't it one of the alien's fingers, I think. I think it was. Because it was black. Oh, yeah, you're right. And it's like he, he pushes the he blood used, through the he nail. He used the Facehugger when he marked himself. I'm sorry. So, yeah, one of the, the aliens, one of the Xenomorph fingers and marks her on the cheek, the same mark that he had given himself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, my beautiful face, I'm not going to stop you because then you'd probably kill me. <laughs> but, oh, my God, my beautiful face. <laughs> so at this point. It's at this point that from the middle of nowhere, guess who shows up? Guess. The, Come on. Elsa? No, no. She's, she's the already ice queen. Gone. Oh, I mean, the queen. Yes, the queen, the yes alien queen comes out. <laughs> And uh, knocks the Predator over. And then, you know, at this point I thought, man, this movie was supposed to be Alien versus Predator. Now it's just fucking Alien versus Human. Yeah. Like, that's all it's almost fucking been. It's always it's basically been Alien and Predator versus Human. Or <laughs> Predator and Human versus Alien. Yeah. You know, at least the Alien doesn't team up with anybody. The Alien's its own strong, independent queen. Mm-hmm. And goes and so, so they fight. It basically, well, they don't really fight. The queen just chases her around. Well, this big hulking fucking queen can be outrun by this lady. Well, she is running through like the whale bones and stuff like that. So the queen's hitting it and slowing down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'll give her that. She's big and fucking bulky, and and many of times she should have been able to just grab her and like bite well, her fucking. You head know, off. she also just got done laying fucking thousands of eggs in in like an hour and a half so she's probably a little like you know sore in the hip area maybe and she did manage to run all the way out of the uh pyramid in time mm-hmm. escaping the blast see see why isn't she then able to catch her she was able to outrun the blast she used up all of her energy like did she have like a secret elevator or something like we missed the scene where she went to the elevator and pushed all the aliens around her and nope this is mine this is like space balls when the bear pushes out mel brooks from there <laughs> and then she just we missed the scene of do 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 and you know who was in there the alien with all the stripes right he's getting ready to get into the elevator and the queen's in there and the, uh, the 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 queen takes off, and, and the one with the stripes says, "Get back here, you fat bearded bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> so basically, they were able. Well, Alexa is able to outsmart uh, the alien to a point where Mo comes in from off screen and just stabs the living shit out of the queen with uh, with her own tail, right in the neck. No, no, no. She. Um, that's when she's fighting the predator again. Yeah, and 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 um and well, no, he comes in because he comes off screen, jumps and saves Alexa right before she's, he's going to get her and stabs her in the neck. I thought she did the stabbing. She does the stabbing after, afterwards. Okay. After he does the stabbing oh no, first. with the spear. He had yeah, the spear. yeah, he had the, the one spear. That, the one that collapsed. Yes, and uh, yeah, because he, well, that's at the end of the film. Yeah, uh, and. What happens is is that uh, before he gets stabbed by her, she grabs the chain. Alexa grabs the chain and attaches it to the water tower. And then when the Predator comes to help pull it so that they, she gets more slack so that she can attach it, right as they attach it, the alien stabs him through the back. 
he goes out like a punk like Curly did, but at least it was to the queen. And after he's killed basically every fucking predator that was in that, or every fucking <laughs> alien that was in that place. But yeah. he doesn't survive. And she manages, which is, this is bullshit too. Alexa manages to take a shovel and create enough torque with the alien queen pulling on it to knock the water tower into the water. Which I also found funny because earlier in the film, which we didn't mention because it wasn't really that significant. No. When Miller, before the penguin scene, picked went to go pick up a cup and it just shattered, basically broke because of it being frozen for so long. Yeah. But it, this shovel, um, shovel, which is frozen just as much, stays strong. <laughs> yeah, and she's able to use it to create the leverage and the torque that she needs to knock the queen into the frozen waters of the Antarctic and survive. And that's when... All of a sudden, somehow, right where they were fighting, just happened to be right in front of the Predator flagship. Well, before that, you say that, I'm going to say, so what about the Queen getting knocked into the water? Technically, I would think that the Queen is fine because she can breathe in the water. You yeah, but I mean? she's attached to the so all she water tower thing. So all she got to do is free like herself a- and get out, unless... She goes so far deep, maybe the pressure will kill her. But then again, they've survived in space. For how long? And she's been frozen in carbonite, basically, for how long? Yeah. So, so I'm thinking that she'd be okay. She, Yeah, she might be okay. But in this case, it's a victory for Alexa and the Predator. Uh, and, well, the Predator, not so much because he's dead. You know? And the, all the Predators, they show up. Uh, and ultimately take the dead body into the ship uh and the head i guess of the predator ship gives her his uh retractable spear thing yeah as like all right you you're a man now (laughs) (laughs) well you know she sees the mark and i'm pretty sure they they probably arrived right when she was killing the alien the queen or dumping him in the water anyway so she they know that she she was a warrior yeah so uh now what i don't realize or not realize, but I don't get here is, one, the Predators have killed everybody, right? All the humans that were there up on top, uh-huh. they're all fucking dead. The aliens and the Predators killed everybody that was inside the damn pyramid. How the fuck is she getting home? I, I wrote that down. The end. Dot, dot, dot. She make it off the ice? Probably not. She's dead. <laughs> they, they didn't give her a ride somewhere else. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, she was like looking in the sky. Hey, can can I get a ride? ride? You know, like, <laughs> hey, um, I know this hasn't been invented yet, but Uber. <laughs> yeah, that's right. At this point, she pulls out her smartphone that has yet to be invented, or her trio at that point, and then calls a cab. Before they had iPhones in there. Uh, no, I, I don't remember. I, I don't so. really give a shit. Um, <laughs> Got him. Everybody in here is using a fucking flip phone as it is. So. Well, I think that's a movie thing because um, you know that way they don't show a brand. Well, yeah, of course. So uh, she's basically left in the eyes to die. And basically given the spear to say, maybe it was like, here, survive with this. Kill yourself some penguins and get some food. Well, I mean, like I said, I'm trying to remember. How did they get from the ship to that part? So they got from the helicopter to the boat and the boat to the ice. And then they drove those. So she has the car things there, supposedly. Whatever the tractor, ice tractor things. So she probably can grab one of those and go to the boat. But I thought almost everybody that was on the boat 
came with them. No, no, there were still people on the boat. So she well, may still be able to boat. I mean, you got to think the, the person, the captain and all that didn't come. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure okay. whoever's... You know, well, maybe she's the show by herself. Maybe the predators like, here uh, wanted to really fuck her over, and they went and they killed everybody that was on the boat. <laughs> right when they get to space, they shoot another one of those heat beams down right on the boat. Or it's just right when they get to space, and she's like, "Phew, everything is done." And then the heat beam comes down, and fries her to <laughs> nobody's going to outlet a fucking predator, man. <laughs> fucking hammer a dawn from Gears of War and shit. So uh, then we go to the predator ship. And, of course, we get one last little scene before we get the credits. There's really no dialogue here, but can you guess what is happening in the scene? Oh, I can. Oh, I'm sure that you can. And that was Alien versus Predator. Uh, so, in general, what's your general consensus over everything that the film kind of does? You're not going to explain that last part. Oh, you mean the part where the alien pops out, the chest pressure pops out of the Predator? Because, oh my god, he did get the pr- fucking facehugger on his face. It was a mutated half. And it was, yeah, it was a hi- It was a hybrid xenomorph. Which kind predator. of leads into Alien versus Predator Requiem, right? Like, part of it? Yeah, no, the whole thing, yeah, because... Requiem it starts off about um, so the, it grows, kills everything on the ship, and it crash lands back on Earth, and that's why he's back. That's how they get back on Earth. So meanwhile, Wood Alexa Woods is over there freezing her ass off trying to find her way back to the boat <laughs> somewhere else. I forget where it's somewhere else. The, the alien yeah. predator hybrid is now running amok. Yeah, uh, in some rural town somewhere where there's teen drama. Yeah. Ah, uh, God, that movie's awful too. Uh, but I don't know, but at least that one's rated R, so some of the deaths are kind of interesting. And they had a couple of cool scenes. So, in general, here's here's the movie. And and I'm going to save the rating for just a bit. Uh, and we'll both give our same type of rating system here. But the film in general, the, the, the big thing I want to say is, the question, of course, is should you see it? My answer is, yeah. I think you should see this movie because for everything that it does right, it does a lot of things wrong and vice versa, right? So the big things that it does wrong is really character growth. You don't care about any of the other characters. I I don't even care about Sebastian and I see him a ton. You, of course, don't care about Waylon because he's just somebody that's dying that's basically being like uh, jealous. Not jealous. He wants to create his own history for everything that's going on, right? Because you know he's going to die and he wants to have some type of legacy and this is where it's going to be in some random place that's buried beneath the earth. Uh, and then you've got just... The biggest problem really comes down to the rating of things. Like, yes, there are cool things that are going on even though it's PG-13. The fight between the alien and the predator, that would be Larry and the predator and the alien. Yeah. Uh, 
is very fucking cool. Even the, the scenes where there actually is alien versus predator action, it's great, but it takes way too long to get to that point. It's almost an hour in, in an hour 43 minute movie, that you're promised alien versus predators, and then when you finally get it, the predators get their asses handed to them right away. Like, I know you want to have this be, like, they both have to die in order to make the fans happy, right? One can't be better than the other, which kind of sucks. Mm, yeah. I, but see, I think the whole point of this was to lead to the alien hybrid with the was. Predator, the Xenomorph. That was the whole point. And but they went about it such a... All I really wanted to do, honestly, I didn't need the human type of interaction. I could have watched a whole movie with no fucking dialogue with the Predators just chasing down the fucking aliens and fighting them. That's what I was kind of... I was expecting more between the two of them. Here comes the big epic showdown, and it's bullshit, you know? It's two fucking scenes. That's it. The rest of it is aliens killing humans or predators killing humans. Or humans being fucking stupid. Humans being fodder. (laughs) Like, they have nothing... Like, just like that... The fodder female she's there's no reason to have her in this movie but to become an alien eventually or have a chest buster and do a condom joke and do a condom joke you know you have that annoying character in miller where again even though he has a personality and he has something to him and kids and kids he's fucking useless the humans are useless if you're gonna have some have some or have it be a military operation here comes the here comes the space marines coming into this place, and you've got aliens and predators somehow involved. Just alien versus predator, the game is more exciting than this goddamn movie, you know. And I'm talking about the one on the fucking jaguar. <laughs> it, it's just that that's the big. And then what you have is you have the last twenty to twenty five minutes where it's just. The Predator trying to get away, and I don't think the Predator would just run like that at the same time. But of course, that's just my opinion. Your opinion can be totally different. But again, the scenes that are really cool, and some of the dialogue that is really good, Waylon gets some really good dialogue. There's some, the scenes, the action scenes that they do in this movie are pretty well done. Even being a Paul W.S. Anderson film... It's still not a bad film. It's probably the best out of all the films that he's done between Resident Evil and this and uh, Event Horizon. Um, you know, it's probably... I wouldn't say maybe not the best film, but it's one of the better films that he's Never done. Never seen Event Horizon. Event Horizon is great. Um, and uh, it's, it's definitely worth the watch. If you're a huge fan of both franchises, um, you may be d- disappointed. Right. I mean, but as just if you throw everything that you know about them out the window, like because the Easter eggs are fucking cool. Yeah. Like we said, with the fact that you have Lance Henriksen basically reprising his role, you have the the knife game that he plays, the the predator line in the film. Uh, it's cool. Yeah. I like all those little nods. They're great. But I just feel some of the shortcomings just kind of, you know, bring it down a little bit for me. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that, yeah, they should have a little bit more um, uh, f- fights between the aliens and the predators. And But, I mean, overall, I, I, it's it's an enjoyable movie. And, you like you said, you do get some really good fight scenes in there. And um, 
uh, like you said, it, the fact that it's PG thirteen hurts it. You don't get enough chest bursting. Like you had a whole f- room full of people in um, with face huggers, but you don't. You only see one chest burst. And it's not even that. I'm not saying it has to be super gory and super bloody, but it's not even that. It, it's totally like you can tell that it was you know an overlay CGI of what happened, and it cuts away so quickly so they don't focus on it. Yeah, because it's a PG thirteen rating. I don't necessarily need to see her chest like open and you see her beating heart, though it'd be kind of cool to see that. Yeah. But it'd be cool to get more of that close up version of the it bursting. Even the chest burst scene from the original Aliens is a lot better than what you get to see here. Yeah. So well, that and something and, and even when Seba- happens with Sebastian, you don't see it bursting through his chest because he's covered that in a, that mucus stuff. And it's kind of at an angle where it's shooting and he just grabs it. Yeah, and exactly. And even the the fight, even though that fight between Larry and the and the alien, I keep wanting to say Larry and the predator for some reason, but Larry and the alien, it's sped up a lot. Like you can see when they're. They're trying not to focus too much on two guys in the suits fighting. So they speed up the camera to give you a more fast-paced type of action. And it's kind of like dizzying to to an effect. Mm-hmm. But, again, as much as I complain about it, I, I was cheering on the whole fucking time that I was watching it. The inner child in me is there. Yeah, get him, get him, get him. Even after all this time. you know, yeah, It's still yeah. fun and entire. So, uh, I give the gore in this film. It's a two out of five it's not very gory but the scenes that you get to see and you do get to see the cool scene with the alien's face sliding off and you do get to see larry take a little head uh through the the head but you don't get to see the the little alien mouth thing uh go all the way through and come out you just see the back of his head kind of open up and green blood spew out yeah right so it's not there's really not a whole lot in terms of blood with the humans and gore with the humans. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that because yes, they show blood, but I mean it's green neon blood for the predators and that greenish acid blood for the xenomorphs. So it's yeah, there wasn't really yeah gore wise. I'd say I agree with the two. And, and because it's a PG thirteen movie, you can show monsters taking that damage. Yeah. Uh, craft factor in this movie, I give it a three out of five. There are, like I said, some really good lines. The uh, practical effects are fucking beautiful in this movie. Everything that's practical looks great. The CGI, not so much. Uh, Some of the dialogue, besides the good lines in here, eh, not so much. Character development and character progression, uh, it's not, but it's definitely more of a middle ground. For like I said, for everything that was good, there's an equally awful scene that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. So your crap factor? I'm right along with you on that. Like you said, the character development. I mean, they they develop more with Wayland than anybody else, and he died too. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, I mean, that could be something that goes against it too to have. Only one human survivor kind of sucked, but I get why they did it. Yeah. You know. Uh, so then lastly, the fun factor of this movie. I give it a three and a half out of five. I think that it, it missed a little something to become a four for me in, in being fun. Uh, and a lot of it has to deal that it takes over an hour to get to a point where Alien versus Predator actually fucking starts. Everything that leads up to it is 
just a lot of disposition and meeting a lot of characters that don't mean shit. Mm-hmm. We don't need to have inter- individual introductions for certain characters that are just going to die anyway. Uh, just let them die. Bring in a bunch of fucking Marines or Diggers or where the fuck they are. Don't get attached to them. Get them all fucking... Yeah, throw Bruce Willis down there. Have him get a face hugger to the face. Then blast him into fucking outer space because that's where he fucking belongs. <laughs> no Predator saved that fucker. So, I, I, yeah, three I'm, out of five at a fun factor. I'll give you the... Um Three and a half S and M queens. <laughs> well, overall, I mean, like I said, yeah. Overall, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, it's just yeah, a yeah, fun yeah. factor. The fun factor, yeah, yeah. I I say three and a half though, still out of five because it's enjoyable. Even I haven't watched it in a long time, and then I yeah. put it in, and it's it's still enjoyable to me. And yeah, it, um, it hooked your brother. Oh yeah, and uh, you know it's. It's like I said. Yes, it could use more action, but um, I mean, it's a movie that I can. I, I, I if you said like in a week, a couple weeks, someone says, "Hey, man, I haven't seen any versus Predator before, or I haven't seen it in a long time," I would still say, "Fuck it, let's watch it." Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, so overall, uh, for me, I'm giving this three out of five slow mo jumping face huggers. We had six different times there was slow jo- slow mo jumping in this movie. Uh, I think, again, like I said, I think it's worth a watch. If you haven't seen it before, haven't seen it in a long time, just throw your brain, t- take it out of your head, throw it on the couch, give it some fucking popcorn, maybe a beer, and have it just sit down with you and not think so much and watch the movie. It's It'll be very enjoyable. But it's just missing... It's missing a little bit of the violence that I want out of both of you. You take two rated R franchises and you want to make it so that it's you get more people in the seats instead mm. of just making it right up front being that rated R movie that it could have been. Yeah, you know. And, see, and one thing I like about this though over Requiem was Requiem was so dark. Everything oh, yeah. was so dark, and this one is everything out in the open. I mean, of course, yeah, the, the Xenomorphs are going to find shadowy areas to come out of, course. of but. For the most part, when you saw action or fight scenes, it wasn't like trying to focus like what exactly is going on. I mean, that's why I liked it because all the fight scenes were boom right there in your face. And and like I said, the sets are absolutely beautiful uh, in this for the most part. As you get towards the end of this film, it's not so much. But when they first get into the pyramid, you see the sacrificial chamber room. It looks great. Even some of the areas below, you know, it, it has a really good feeling to everything. And I, I get it when, you know, the way people kind of interact with the film and maybe not liking that so much. Mm-hmm. So, uh, before we get into the last little bit of thing called plugs, let's play the trailer for what's coming up next.
That's right. It's going to be Freddy versus Jason, and we will have a special guest on that episode as well. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen that, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, well, since I'm not going to be on the next episode, I have to give you one of my favorite lines from that movie, and that is. <laughs> It's when I forget the guys' names, but the two guys that were in the the insane asylum, mm-hmm. and they break out, and um, <laughs> he was, he's talking to 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 uh, the main character, the protagonist, the chick, and he goes, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. You know, you know why uh, they sing that? That's because that's when he's coming for you. It's <laughs> something that's that that's stupid. He's like. Well, I'm yeah. pretty sure that specific line probably will make the cut for the dialogue yeah, that comes just, through. I, I always thought that was like one of the corniest lines ever in the movie. It's like I love that. I like that movie a lot and everything. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people do, but I mean, just for a fun whatever. It's, just, it's the same thing I as this. It. I yeah. think it, it's the same thing. This is just a, again the Alien vs Predator is just kind of a fun movie in general with some stupid things in it. And I think Freddy vs. Jason kind of fits that mold, too. And the funny thing is that came out in 2003, and this came out in 2004. So yeah. you had these two type of versus movies almost back-to-back. Yeah. And I think the reason that this was even made be- was because Freddy vs. Jason did so well. Yeah. And if that hadn't done so well, you might not have seen Alien vs. Predator. Yeah, like I said, I think if I remember right, the, the line is, One, two, Freddy's coming for you. You know why they sing that? Because that's when he comes for you. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> What is this? Sounds like that dumbass line in X Men. You know what happens to a toad when it gets hit by lightning? The same, same thing, thing that happens to everything, everything else. else. Yeah. God. So, uh, plugs, Patrick. Where can people find you if you wish to be found on the internet, or yes. what can they listen to you on, or what? Well, you, you gave my say? Twitter out earlier, but it is Big Solo Six Four. Uh, you can go check out my blog at Patrick's Thoughts Sixty Four. Dot blogspot.com and you can always check out my YouTube channel Solus64 which I'm pretty sure you're happy I didn't plug right at the beginning. That's true. Usually plugs that all the goddamn time. And as always you can always find this podcast on Twitter at T underscore T underscore podcast. Uh, Instagram Terrible Terror Podcast uh, all one word uh, facebook.com slash Terrible Terror Podcast Terrible the terrible terror podcast at gmail.com you can tell this is the end of the episode uh terrible ter- ter- terrible plug <laughs> yeah terrible terror plug uh crap uh so you can always find um the, again if you have ideas for movies or whatever uh always email them or if you want to start a conversation uh actually the best way is you usually find me on twitter i respond to most messages sent over to me uh and then always rate review Whatever you want to do, share a like on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, uh, and as well as like Blueberry, Google Play, all those fam- family places that you can find these podcasts at. Rate and review, baby. That's right. Uh, that is it. And next time, don't forget to watch Freddy vs. Jason for the next podcast where we will have yet another special guest. <laughs> all right. Peace, people.